0: That victory lap there is something I had thought about for a long time, and I wanted to do something special and never be another first win, and I just wanted to give them something to remember me by.
1: And now a special presentation from Dinner
2: with Racers.
3: And welcome back to the Dinner with Racers Alan Kolwicki special. Once again, this is sort of a unique thing that we're doing. It's very different from what you're used to if you normally listen to our podcast. Rather than hearing one person talk about his or her story for an episode or two, we instead traveled 4,000 miles to meet with 12 people, all to talk about one person, Alan Kolwicki. Alan is a hero of Ryan and myself, And the truth is we wanted to do this because there's just not a lot of information out there. And so we figured we'd go into more depth than we've ever gone. It's definitely more episodes than you're gonna be used to from something like this, Uh, but it's the only place you're really gonna find anything
1: at this level, and so why not? So at this point in the story, Alan has made his way down to Charlotte. He's gonna try to become a NASCAR driver. And we were able to meet up with Tom Roberts, who's a longtime PR guy in the business. He was with Miller Brewing Company and Bobby Allison then Rusty Wallace, and then took a side project with Alan Kawicki.
3: So Tom and Alan's story really began at the All-American 400, which is pretty similar to say the uh, k All-Star Showdown.
1: And after that, they were able to work together for the rest of Alan's career. We were able to go to Tom's hometown of Guntersville, Alabama, where we went to the Winsell's Oyster House, which is great because Sean hates seafood, but I had a lovely meal. And uh, we were able to hear a lot of really empowering stories about Tom and Alan's time together. Take a listen.
0: People can't remember the fairgrounds had two NASCAR big time races at the fairgrounds. And we also started a thing called All American Four Hundred, which was a combination of the ASA, the North, the All Pro, the South. Yeah. So it became the Civil War on Wheels. Okay. Can you think yeah, about? Yeah, could yeah, you yeah. get I away with t- doing admit. that today? <laughs> <laughs> Hell! Gonna <laughs> no. go with no. <laughs> and we even went so far as to—you had to proclaim. Like Rusty Wallace was really caught in a turmoil at the time, okay? Because he raced so much. He's kind of on yeah. But he was the ASA like champion. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Like championship in yeah. the championship, and he wanted to run. For the ASA for North, but his car owner Nikki Prejean was from Let's Louisiana. Say, from Louisiana, he's from Missouri. These are Southern boys. So right, you, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're driving my car, you will have the Confederate flag on your. It was oh, that wow. kind of deal. So you had in to, the, you had to choose. Yeah, in the '70s, to be clear. <laughs> in the '70s, just to be clear. Everybody, calm down. All right. Everybody, calm down. Everybody yeah. Down. Yeah. took it. It was yeah, good yeah. natured, yeah. and it <laughs> was you know, <laughs> North versus uh, South. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Again, you couldn't politically correct. No, you couldn't get away with it now. Yeah. Right, right. But uh, that actually led to uh, my meeting Alan. Initially, when I first started hearing about Alan, was the fact that he did have an education. That he was an, uh, an engineer. And right. Was, what is he doing? I just different. So uh, after the race that week that weekend, I never did have a chance to introduce myself. But ironically, (laughs) we are selling tickets out front that race day morning. And a gent comes asking about the race, you know, uh, tickets available, uh, you know, I'm thinking about coming down there. I said, really? He says, you, are you a fan? This is my son races. It was Jerry Kowicki. Okay. Uh, so I actually met and talked to Jerry Kowicki before I ever met Alan. But even then, it kind of showed the disconnect a little bit that, that Jerry wasn't
3: going to to Alan for tickets. He was just sort of wanting to do his yeah. own thing and keep that, right. like, so he's doing his good thing, good I'm good doing good mine. Good point. Yeah. yeah good yeah. point.
0: So I did a release on f- Alan Kowicki, and it was not – I, I know I could go back; I could find it, but there were no there were no quotes from him, more or less recapping what I had heard, what right, I had right. seen, and and the big head on it was uh, Kawiki soon to be a household name, so that's floating around, and I'm just in in my office. I think I was probably writing something else at the time I got a phone call. It was Alan, and he says. Uh, Tom, this is – he never called me TR. It was okay. always Tom. By the way, what are we supposed to call you? We didn't know. It doesn't matter. Hey. Okay. Like I was hey like, you. I don't know, if TR is like a badge that we have to, like, you have to earn TR. Uh, like, I no, don't know, Bobby so. Allison started calling the me TR. Okay. TR. And I've been TR forever. I I, just, I, I'm not at Bobby Allison levels yet. Yeah. Uh, no, so. <laughs> but you can – I'm getting there. You're working on it. You're working on it. So, anyhow, uh, time – got that nasally Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> <time. laughs> yes this is Alan Kowicki. Why did you do that? That was just uh-huh. like that. That was the kind of question. Why did you do why that? Why did you
3: write this release?
0: Well, that, but he didn't say
3: it that way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like,
0: why did you do that?
3: <laughs> and just to be clear, like you didn't tell him you were doing <laughs> this? You weren't, you weren't under contract. <laughs> you were just like, I'm just going to do this because <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> right. Your
0: first ever interaction with Alan Kowicki is, why did you do that? <laughs> That's it. That's it. And anyhow, the conversation that we had that day led to him uh, – saying that we always had, like, an introductory night before the track opened for the All-American 400 okay. A barbecue. Okay. So, so it's the, the, open deal it's deal the North and the South coming together,
3: the ASA <laughs> yeah, boys, yeah. the All-Pro boys. <laughs> Behind are, uh, the grandstand. Was there, like, uh, a Mason-Dixon table
2: no,
0: that you guys no, had no. to <laughs> eat on different sides of or anything? No. No. It, right. You know, the, the thing about it uh, was that there, there was so much intermingling with those guys. Yeah. But anyhow, what it was – Saying is that the, the we were going to meet at the barbecue and he did come down and uh, we met and we spent probably th- three hours together yeah. that night just talking, yeah. you know, drinking beer, and eating, talking. And this was kind of your first face-to-face interaction. It was. Yeah.
1: What were your impressions of him? Was he
0: confident in himself? Did he make eye contact with you, or was he still oh, yeah. trying to figure no, himself no, out? No, no, no. He was you knew who he was. He was he was confident. As a matter of fact, he was already talking about future, what he wanted to do. You know his dreams. It was like he asked for my help. He was going to you know come south, and he was going to try it. And the the biggest compliment I've ever gotten paid, you know, during all of my career was I explained what it was. My priority was doing the Millardale. Whoever was driving there. Uh, so, yeah, just a, so to set this context up, um,
3: you got a full-time job. You're with Miller Brewing Company at the time. That's all. Was that Bobby at the time? That was Bobby. That, okay, so it's all. So Bobby Allison is your focus. It's mid-late '80s. Right. Um, Alan so, became my golf game. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like you. You're. Were you allowed to have other work going
0: on? Well, let me tell you. Here's okay. the Here's the great thing. There. Yeah. yeah. Miller was based in Milwaukee. Ah, They're right. Alan yeah, okay. from Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a personal relationship there all they, right they knew and they supported him, so it just all fit. So you were cohesively. okay to do that, mm-hmm.
3: but your mm-hmm. focus is doing all the Miller's yeah, I mean goals, priority. Yeah.
0: And I told him that, and his comment, you know, back to me was, you know, I really don't care if I could, I would rather have part of your time than I would full time anybody, anybody sure. else. That nice. kind of. Yeah. So I, during from the time that we met. In '81, to when he's getting ready to, our our relationship had nurtured. Yeah, to that point that. Yeah, a part-time TR is more valuable than a full-time. To that point, TMB. and then sure, get to see. Even though there was really, you know, there wasn't anything formally where it was all friendship-based. Yeah, I didn't. There was no kind of business relationship or anything like that <clears throat> until. He moved south, Mm -hmm. and he rents the two-bay garage from Norman DeGray with his two full-time employees. John Janik. Would have been one of them. And Ronnie Phillips. Those were the two full-time cup. Yeah, we met with John. At that time in the the south, the— uh, Hardy's, the lead Hardy's franchisee, was Spartan Foods mm-hmm. out of Spartanburg, well so they had all the Hardy stuff. It started the new Quincy's family oh, nice. okay. steakhouse bill. Right. Okay. and the go-between to put all that together was Jackaroo. Hmm. Oh, no kidding! And okay. Jackie brought it to Allen for a finder's feed course mm-hmm. in racing which is yeah, yeah, right that's fair. Yeah. Sure. yeah absolutely so it was it's 200 grand but alan had to give him 10 okay so that means that he had 180 grand to work with sure. during yeah during the 86 season he was not going to run all the races didn't okay. have the funds right. to do that i mean like what could you do with 180 grand yeah. Went a lot further back then than what it did now. Sure, <laughs> sure. But Stewart, the guys got so into it that he they actually gave him a, a uniform. Nice. And he would come to the races and they would have the signboard or he was so that nice. was great to yeah, have a yeah, yeah, sponsor sure. guy okay. that was doing that. Okay. And I sort of uh borrowed that idea to during the course of the year we started having media guys who would become honorary pit crew guys no, I, I, I know we had to be the first that you had to that. start doing that yeah. sure so we had a uni- uniform we put so,
3: so you're, li- you're literally like taking journalists yes and giving them the signboard the signboard
0: or the water stick <laughs> or whatever and uh, you know they really really I, I'm got I'm just into projecting
3: it. that onto the current media members <laughs> that we're right, with. that's what i'm laughing i'm <laughs> not seeing this <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it's it just later
0: just too i i carried that on with, with Bobby Allison and okay. I, we had it's like Jeff Gluck changing attire. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's what we've got going on. Okay. I mean Polkado, uh I had the ABC affiliate from Philadelphia. They okay. came and they did it a whole weekend with okay. us. It was just right. so I carried that idea on sure. later. The, the thing that we've that we had to use for uh perks or we d- there wasn't that many hats and t-shirts and that, the budget but they had food coupons okay for Quincy's nice. and it was like five dollar and ten dollar denomination yeah and there were Quincy's all over the place in the okay. south at that time. So that's what Alan used those like for bonuses to to his, <laughs> his volunteer help. Nice. I Thanks yeah. for your help. Here's a free sandwich. Here's I, a baked potato. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. For <laughs> ten bucks, you could eat well at points. <laughs> right. And I actually had uh, like media contest. That, that would be the the, the prize. Okay. And I, that, when we won, when you. we uh, I say won, when we finished fourth at Martinsville. Unexpectedly, as a rookie, I rem- remember we all we drove back through High Point and we stopped at the Quincy's there, and that was like where we had our yeah, celebration. Yeah, we got all those vouchers. At Quincy's yeah, yeah, yeah using yeah. our coupons, of course. We did. I think I snuck in some Miller beer that I had taken Gosh, off. Gosh of darn Johnson's right, transfer. you did. Statute of limitations, my friend. <laughs> right, statute of limitations. But when when i look back at that year it was such it was so eye-opening for allen also yeah and that that would have been yeah that would have been april of 86 yeah to where we finished fourth at martinsville and we go from martinsville to talladega the shortest track to the biggest track right and he gets down there and something happens mechanically points wise and everything else that he fails to make the starting for. Long story made short, there was like 40 Quincy's people that were already already had grandstand tickets and everything to come to see Allen run at, at Talladega. Right. And lo and behold, he don't make the fill. Right. So what do we do? But I, t- I talked to everybody who the management was and they allowed him to bring his car on his old open wheel, This he used the old open wheel tow deal at yeah. the time that yeah. he used as a spare device. and he had that and he pulled it around back and we gathered all of those Quincy's people out there at a certain 10 o'clock in the morning or what it was sure and Alan's like stood up on the trailer behind the car and spoke to all of the the, the crowd yeah and he was so charming and so eloquent and stuck around after that and signed autographs and it was like he took a the biggest negative made a positive out of it because it otherwise they would not ever met him 101 they would have been in the grandstands cheering for him but they they never would have had that kind of rapport with him so it, the negative became really a positive right. and he got a lot of internal uh support. And then he had, sure. you know, some solid runs on the way uh, all the way the rest of the way that season. He was actually able to add a couple of races went out to uh Riverside for the the last race of the year. It was neck and neck with Michael Walker. Mm-hmm. This is for the rookie of the year. This is rookie of the year. Yeah. yeah. this you know, I think back now and I think that this may be is something that has been missing through the years to validate alan Kowicki's bid for the nascar hall of fame there's too many people that this look and they say that he won five races you know but it's not that he won just five he could have won what have could have should have right but he won the championship yeah yeah against some of the greatest names ever do the True. sport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. Yeah. Even dating back to the first year. Yeah. That first year against Michael Waltrip, who had the name, yep. who had $750,000 from Hawaiian Punch, was hooked up with Dick Bear. They had eight race cars, 12 engines. Allen had $180,000 from Quincy's. He had one car, yeah. he had the two engines. Yeah.
3: And he's using journalists as his picker.
0: Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and so we get we get yeah, to yeah. uh <laughs> we get to the, the final race of the year and it's that tight at at uh, Riverside. And the heat is on Allen winds up beating Michael Walter at Riverside. Yeah. The the panel meets <laughs> After, uh, no, they actually met before the uh, race. And Let's 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 clarify this a little bit
3: so the rookie of the year is not purely points, points play a big part, but there's still a panel decision. Panel, panel on decision who right. was the rookie Correct. of the year right. for that year. And
0: guess who's on the panel? Uh, the defending cup champion was that my Dar- brother Darrell? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah. I have never been so happy in my life. Well, one of the high points in my life. To find out from the NASCAR PR people later on that day that they had met and that Allen was the rookie of the year. Yeah. And, to you know, to this day, I don't think that that there's enough, that that point is made enough right. looking at the broad picture of Allen's career. Yeah. That a guy with so
3: few resources in his first year of first top year. level yeah. cup yeah. Right. racing right. and wins the is Rookie of the Year
0: against those odds, yeah. then right. and then continues right. continues all the way to the '92 season of winning the championship. Yeah, why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Right. Well, we'll, we'll get to that later.
3: Yeah. So, when Xerox came on board in '88,
0: '19. Well, there's a strange deal. Okay. When they came in '87. Okay uh Rusty Wallace helped put that together. Really, huh? Because Alugard sponsored his ASA car. Okay. Alugard I think was like a uh maybe a minor sponsor for him when he moved up to Cup. But Alugard there wasn't a, there was not a product that you could go and buy. It was called Alugard. Alugard was the the basis for several. Uh, it was a BASF prog- uh, product okay. that was an ingredient in several antifreeze. brands. Uh, ah, uh, cool. Sure. Okay. So this is when BASF wants their own brand of antifreeze, and they uh, that's where they came up with Xerox. Gotcha.
1: And so Rusty had that on his car, and he and uh, he and Alan are friends at this point, or is this kind of what began? No, he and Alan, you gotta remember, he and
0: Alan, Mark Martin, all of no, that's them. That's right. They, they go back they to the They Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. They know they know each other like that. Right. So I, uh, Rusty sends BASF Corporation mm-hmm. with their idea for having a Xerox car. Right to Alan, and also nice. uh, looking for help. Paul Andrews had been the crew chief for Rusty on the ASA circuit, right. and so sponsor and... And crew chief,
1: yeah. yeah. So Rusty Wallace is a big, not just a good friend, but he's a big part of Alan Kowicki Racing.
0: Well, that momentarily put a like a split between Alan and myself, and that there was a guy by the name of Neil McStay okay. that was the marketing or advertising manager for BASF. And yeah. he <coughs> had dealt with, you know, Pat Patterson? Another name. Yep. At that time, Pat was doing a little bit of media stuff, but he was marketing and racing. He was, do- and he had the, the Neil McStay's business. So we went through probably half of the 87 season, and Alan and I were just friends. I had really no, I had the personal interest, but I had no business interest with Alan. Well, by the middle of the summer, I mean, like, he's telling me, Everything that they're doing wrong, and I So "What do you want me to do about it?" Right. You know, so he finally gets Lou, who was the national sales manager, to tell McStay that they're going to have to. He's going to have to make a change, mm-hmm. and wants me back on. Wants me to be the, the guy, the Xerox, right, right guy too. So that was, it was probably about six months we didn't have any kind of, and then, you know, on down the line. But the character reading that is he went to bat for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So when behind he, the scenes, you so know, it's, we, keep,
3: it, we keep hearing about how it's tough to get sort of get in the circle. But it seems like once you are, he's, he's your, you're his guy. Yeah. He's going to fight for you.
0: Still tight friendship wise, even when I felt so bad because when Xerox went away and he's stuck with nothing, but our, it never did get in the way of our friendship. All
3: right. So that was Tom Roberts. Now, to those in the know, he is TR. So at this point in the story, Alan is now an established NASCAR driver. Alan Kulwicki Racing is a team that's doing okay for itself. Uh, and they meet a guy named Peter Jellin. Now, Peter was sort of midway through the history of Alan Kulwicki Racing. He would become the Alan Colwicki truck driver. Peter's a really, really cool guy, Connecticut guy. You kind of hear it in his voice the moment he starts talking. Uh, but he's very lively and very, very happy to tell Alan's stories, which is why we wanted to meet with him. So uh, Peter was there from sort of the middle of Alan Kowicki racing right until the uh, highlight of uh, 1992. And so uh, we sat down with Peter at the Three Monkeys Bar and Tavern in Concord, North Carolina. And here is the story of Alan Kowicki racing as told by their truck driver.
4: Uh, so I started driving a truck and didn't know what I was doing. Right. Drove a steel truck. So I got to go to the uh, uh, machine shops, race shops, sure. to wherever. And as these race shops started pr- going to these different, different places, um, hey, I could I make this happen. Right. Yeah. So I started to Allen a little bit. And I went to Robert Yates. And I went to Roush a little bit. Because uh, it was a lot more limited back then. Sure, sure, yeah. And Allen was, like, there to shop. He was there. He was there pushing the broom, right. signing checks. You're doing, working. You're working. actually working. You're actually yeah. working. So I got to talk to him and he's like, hey, I'm building a new shop across the street from racetrack or at the racetrack. Come over here. I'll talk to you. Well, I lived across the street from racetrack. So I went over there and I did everything from cleaning toilets to stocking shelves. They mm-hmm. were moving from the old shop to the new shop. Right. Uh, wiped out machinery, helped the guys move in things, did whatever. Yeah. And I said to myself, okay, What's my pay? He goes, What do you want? I go, Get me into the racetrack. Oh, wow. And it was Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. It, was a six, it was a 600 weekend. And he did. He got me in. And that was my pay. That's what I want. He got me open house. And okay. He said, yeah. Okay, come to open house. And that's kind of how got it. And kind of one thing led to another. And it just kind of evolved after that. And I'll tell you what, a week later, I was in a van heading to Dover, Delaware.
1: Okay. And so basically, you didn't do anything to get yourself fired.
4: No. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. not to know at all. Right. right, Yeah. right. No, so it was just a. Just a help out. Yeah. Volunteer. Just and he and Alan, Alan was <laughs> such a. He was a perfectionist. Yes, but he watched people. Yeah. He was like a talent scout. Right. He could see what you couldn't and couldn't do. The problem with Alan was people couldn't work for Alan, and it wasn't Alan's fault. Alan was a well, he was a talent scout. He looked at what you could could and couldn't do. Right. He pushed you right to the edge. We lost more guys. Sure. I'm not working for him. He's this. I'm not working for him. He's that. Right. But the guys that stayed there. Because Allen kind of figured out every guy that was with Allen when he won the championship were racers. Yeah. They, they wanted a, to be there. They wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. They were Saturday night racers. They owned their own cars. Right. They were part of a situation. They were what Allen
1: was. Yeah. that's what, what I first read about him is that he looked for guys specifically that had their own race car because he knew that they would be dedicated. They'd be dedicated because you have to be if you do it right. Exactly. Yeah. And, that,
4: and that's that's where a lot of guys didn't want to work out. Allen was, let's say, he was a pain in the butt. He, would, he didn't want to do this. He didn't want to do that. Right. So he, he basically tested you, and he would push you to the edge. Sure. He, he was so bad, it was to the point where you want to kill him. Right. You wanted to punch him in the head and yeah. say, Alan, leave me alone. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, like a month or so later, s- six weeks later, two months later, he'd leave you alone. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, it's like you're looking at your you going, where's Alan? How come he's not looking Right. Once he got that trust in you, he left it, you alone. He left you alone. Right. And once he left you alone, he was great to work for. Yeah. He, he was tough. How long do you think it would take average
1: to get someone past that point like how long would you take to get inside where he it, would trust you it,
4: well depe- depending on a person probably yeah. probably two months yeah oh okay two months yeah, maybe yeah. three depending on what he what your your job skills were right um when i started i was kenneth was driving a truck uh-huh. and he was a fronting guy and i come along and i was trying to help kenneth out drive the truck home well when alan saw that i could drive the truck and help get the truck home quicker and then Kenneth didn't have to go to test. That was my job. Right. So he, he, he saw where he could. He was like a chess player. He, he, he moved. He was very methodical where he moved people. So if I could help Kenneth get home, or Kenneth could stay at the shop and get more stuff done. And, and then when Kenneth decided to go on to Junior Johnson's deal, <laughs> Kenneth says, hey, I got the perfect guy. Right. Pete, Pete can do it, he could take over the helm. Yeah. Well, that's where all, you know logistics and money and all that stuff comes in. But, yeah. but that, that, that's how it was. It was a couple months. It was it a was, it was, it was chess game in Allen. And, and it wasn't that he didn't, did not trust you. He, he just wanted to see what you could do. I can remember. Yeah. Be, I, I jacked the car at Martinsville. A modified. And I can figure who it was for. And I come around the car with the jack. And I come around in front of the car. Who's standing there? Alan. He's waiting, And yeah. I'm sitting there going, oh, God, of all people. But that's how he was. He he wanted, he was a talent scout. Yeah, he wanted to see what he could do. What you could do. And yeah. he, he pushed you. But once he pushed you to that limit and he knew what you were capable of, like I said, he left you alone. Right. And that's how he built his team. And he built his whole team on racers. You know, Saturday night, Friday night, owned your own car. And, and it wasn't guys that um, worked for other teams. It was guys that owned their own stuff yeah. just like he did. Right. And that's 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 what was so unique about our team. that's what was so cool about
1: it. you brought up a good point. You said that you know it was it was tough to it was you had to work hard to work there, and what we heard from Paul was the record was uh, two hours. The guy came in at ten and didn't <laughs> come back at lunchtime. How
4: often would you see people coming and going when you were uh, to be honest with you i i did not I did not see that I, I may mean, I saw something maybe not two hours maybe them three hours but right uh, there was guys that really that would not last. A right, day, right? They weren't. They won't last a week. Uh, there was there was a bunch of guys that just w- would not survive. Sure. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't really watch the clock. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, right, right. I, I I was there. That was when obviously was, an extreme case. Yeah. But and I was there when Ray Everham left. Right. That deal. And so,
1: sure t- tell us about that because we've we've heard a little bit about it. Um, Paul kind of talked to us. We we honest to be fair, we forgot. <laughs> and then after we said, oh yeah, what was the what was that like? And he goes, he must have really liked what we were doing because when he left, he tried to take
4: a bunch of our guys. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but right. um that was a tough situation. Now me now I know when Ray come down and he was hitter, I rocked. Yeah,
3: so so let yeah, say let's 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 back this up here. So where are we at timeline wise? Because uh he's got a guy like Paul running the car. Uh so but Ray Evernham is Ray Everham. What uh, at what point does he sort of show up in the picture?
4: Uh boy. Um see so one or two, probably ninety one maybe? Yeah, yeah, right. Probably yeah. ninety one yeah. I'd say. Um we heard we heard Ray was coming down. We heard of the guy didn't didn't know, really know what he yeah no. it was not Ray Abraham yeah Ray Abraham who's yeah, that guy yeah. okay exactly okay he comes down and all of a sudden they got Paul's desk and his desk in this little you know de- Alan's shop was small yeah so the two desks are you know bump, you know are head to head I guess you call it right and here comes Ray and you know Ray is not just a like crew chief but he is chief cook and bottle washer of Dirock series so now he's coming into a deal where Alan is. Chief Cook and Bottle Watcher, along with Paul, you know, and and so, um, we built a car, mm-hmm. to, and we only have five cars at the time. Well, uh, Ray was the kind of guy. Hey, go to the, go to, the, let's go get parts for it. Let's get parts for this. Let's get parts, Go to the parts house. Go to the. Well, we didn't have that, you know. Sure, I sure. get a list from Paul going, go to BSR, go to here, go to here, go right. go, go get your gas for your generator, go get food. It, it was a different situation. So Ray had to kind of adjust to that different situation and I'm not saying it was either way either way was not right or wrong right Right. the way we were structured the way what Ray was structured was two different things so Ray Ray drove down in a truck of me down to Daytona
3: Okay. And, um, oh, he sat with you, and you yeah, guys. He sat. He didn't, he, we, drive. Were, we were. We yeah. We three feet apart. <laughs> yeah, 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 he drilled <laughs> me big time. But yeah. Ray was. But that means he's also pretty intuitive to know. Like you go to the truck driver to get the best feed on what's going on. Right. He, yeah, he, yeah. he asks yeah. a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, sure. like,
4: "When well, do you get fuel? When, when do you get this? Why, why, why is there no parts?" And I try to explain to him. We don't. We don't. We had a parts room, but it was just a room that held parts. Had yeah. boxes. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't, you couldn't walk into parts room and get a brake fitting. You couldn't go into parts room and get brake parts. you could just ask your inventory manager. We didn't have one. Yeah, that's
3: the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't so. ha- yeah. See, yeah. Ray had that. We didn't yeah, have right, that. Right, we, right. we had
4: to go to Alan or Paul. Yeah. And, like I say, he made a list. And that's it. was. Yeah, it was a different thing. So it was a different time. Um, which I guess was good. It maybe gave us a kick in the butt. Right, yeah. kind of, hey, this is how it's going. Yeah. Um, so we get to Daytona. Um, I even roommate Ray. I roommate Ray, and we were <laughs> roomies. And he did. He asked me a million questions. And, and I guess now that I think about it, he was grooming himself for a that yeah, position. Right. You know? Right. And I and I, I guess I can run away and say, hey, I guess helped do something at that end. Um so that whole week that whole week at Daytona you only know, had, you know, it was like twelve days, you had like practice speed weeks yeah. were yeah. all crazy. Yeah. And you could see it kind of building up. You know, when Allen said it was seven eights, Ray said it was fifteen sixteenths. And, and when Allen <laughs> said it was fifteen sixteenths, Ray said it was seven eights. Yeah. Yeah. But what Allen was doing was basically testing Ray. Right. Right. And they just didn't want to be tested. Yeah. Where you and I could have got away with it because we were tested, but Alan or uh, Ray didn't want to be tested. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because really, when, when Ray's already been to that initiation, I guess right. you call it. So right. and nothing against Ray, uh, just that was Alan's he's, way. He's
1: in a different place in his career yes. to go through that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So
4: so me and me and Tony Gibson sat back going. Oh this, is gonna, this is gonna, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy, it's just going to get big. <laughs> and we looked at each other going, here it comes. And, and it was just, you know, in sh- back then it was just shock travel. It was uh, frame heights. You know? right. They weren't like they're doing now with, you know, all this.
1: Like laser scanning. Yeah, it's, and that. it's yeah, crazy yeah, right. now. <laughs> it was
4: just basically just simple math. Yeah. And But that was Allen, 7'8", 15', type thing. And Ray just had enough. And he set his measure, tape measure down, he walked out the door. Yeah. Oh. And apparently when he walked out the door, he was going home. And that's when Bill Davis got a hold of him. And then the rest is, history. The rest is history with Jeff Gordon, yeah. Yeah, Baby Ruth, and all that. So I guess we could say you know, we had a lot to do with that, but that's that's how that deal went down. Right. And I say, respected Ray tremendously. And respected Allen tremendously, but there was just that
3: right. collaboration. But at the end of the day, it was Allen's team. It was so, Allen's team, yeah.
4: and, and it's always going to be Allen's team. Right. And we hated to lose uh, Ray, but it's... The way it goes. So in yeah. the, you ask how long he lasted, maybe right. what, a couple of months,
3: maybe? Yeah, barely, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. so you uh, uh, obviously you, you kind of came in as an outsider, which it seems like a lot of the stories that we're hearing were guys that were semi outsiders. Did you, obviously, you just want to work for a race team at this point, and this is a cup team, so it's pretty cool. Did you know the, about the work culture at the team? When you joined?
4: Uh, yeah, because I luckily for me, I was kind of part-time. When I was helping Kenneth drive the truck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was still part-time. I was, that's why I was driving for the steel company. And he was paying me, okay, what's the steel company going to pay you if you don't work to go test if you go right. drive the truck? So Alan and, and Kenneth come up with this deal. Okay, let Pete help out Kind of pay Albert. you the gap, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I washed the truck. Yeah. I stock the truck. I polish wheels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a truck. I love trucks. Okay, cool. I love trucks. I always I have Tonka. I still got Tonka trucks. I love <laughs> oh trucks. boy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, I still got them. <laughs> I worth them but I got them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love trucks. So, watching Paul go up there, he was switching Raiders out. And is up there changing, switching uh, Springs out. Yeah. And Alan's up there. He's tapping on his Spring Raider. And I'm going, I-, I can help these guys out. Yeah. So, l- l- yeah, let me be the truck driver. Yeah. So, that's where I, I wanted to ju- jump in there and say, I could do this. Yeah. Now, uh, Kevin was a body shop guy. Okay. And I kept talking to him. I'd help out. You, you sand, you yeah, sweep yeah. the floor. He's like, don't do this. Don't <laughs> do this. Because he was full time. He goes, you don't want to do this. Well, in my heart, I want to do it. My mom. The,
3: this is everyone in racing. Right. Five right. years right. in. Don't. Right. You know, don't right. I, wanted, kid, you don't want I this. wanted to do it. I you don't was, want none of this, shit, man. And he didn't yeah. He want to do it. Yeah.
4: yeah. Right. Ken's like, or, uh, Kevin's like, don't do it. But my wife and my mom was like, you know what? Do it. Do yeah. it for a year. Try. If you don't like it, at least you can well, say
3: you did. You tried it. Well, at this point, you're 23, uh, and and full of fire. Well, not only full of fire, but you didn't have. It sounds like, you, and I don't say this in a bad way, but you didn't really have a direction at this no, point. No, I did like, so, I really did. Yeah, yeah. So well, this is at least something cool. It was
4: something cool. Yeah, that yeah. neat. I so. was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys are great. All yeah. the guys are. You know, hey, how do you want to cut this? They're cut it this way. And they taught you things. Back yeah. then, they, they would teach you things, too. You, you know a lot of things about a lot of things, yeah. but you know a lot of things about nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, you right, know, right, everyone, right. It's, it's, right. that's just the way racing is, and it's still the same way, you know? Um, so, it, 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 was, it was neat. So, I said, you know what? Let me try it for you. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Well, guess what? 30 years You're later? Here. You're
3: still here. I'm still here. You got the heroin. I, I, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
4: and, and it was cool because the roller coaster... Just yeah. started ramping up yep. in racing, and and I get to be part of all that yeah. hoopla. Yeah. Um, now, granted, what happened, to Alan? It was just a crazy deal, of course, of course. You know, but it was it was part. So of, it's part of life. We
3: yeah. we'd heard a few. Uh, there's some. Fo- there's there's a lot of folklore about Alan and and his way of working. Um, we've heard stories that for, I don't know if this was necessarily you, but for some of the truck drivers that they got some of the worst ends of it because, not exactly a big team. Um, I don't know. <laughs> statute of limitations is well behind us, so we're fine to talk about truck logs, but uh, (laughs) uh, we've heard stories about like 28-hour drives that were ended with an angry phone call that you're 15 minutes late.
4: Uh, Not necessarily 15 minutes late, but yeah, late, yeah. Okay, so Um, so
3: give me me your best example of this. Okay,
4: best example. Okay. Okay. Small group. Small group of guys. Yeah. So yeah five yeah. guys. Okay. Yeah, we always say like. You work your guts out. You a change. half or less the size of the in, big teams. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a third. Yeah. Okay. You change gears. You change transmissions. You work yeah. all day. I catch cans. You yeah. go to test. I can. I can remember coming home from Daytona, but I stopped four times. I was so tired. To sleep. Yeah. Sleep. I, I had to yeah. pull the truck over. I get it. I mean, yeah. I had enough yeah. smarts to pull the truck
3: well, over. This right. is a road trip based podcast. Yes, yeah. We get it. So. Yeah. So it, 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 was, yeah. it was tough. Uh, yeah.
4: yeah. He wanted. He, his goal was. The truck had to be there by nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And back then, you had, you had one driver. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and log books. yeah, you had log books, but you just do that. <laughs> you the numbers and, in those. Yeah, you yeah. Wrote numbers. And the speed limit was different. Uh, the rules were different. Um, yeah, it was tough. You you had to, You were there all day. Right. And you were there. And I can remember being there all day. Right. You would get there at 7 in the morning. You'd be there all day long. and You wouldn't get loaded until 5, 6 o'clock at night, and then you have to get in truck and drive to Michigan. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. You know. Part and, of it's not, and it's not like you can sleep during the day to start your long no. haul. Like you're, you're one of the recruit you're one, guys. You're one of the recruit you. Jumping straight into the right. truck. Yeah, yeah they yeah. need
4: you. So you get to the track, and, and I can remember going to Daytona. We work nonstop to get this dead on the car done. Yeah. And it's, what, 500 miles down there, 490-something down there. So it's, it's, it's roughly nine hours. Yeah. It's a haul. Yeah. Drove all, worked all day, drove all night to get there. Right. I was calling Buster, who was the NASCAR guy who parked yeah. the trucks, to park the trucks. And I was getting off, exit, you know, off the exit. I can figure out exit now, which is where 92 is, to yeah. get to the racetrack. And they're calling trucks. And I said, guys, I'm coming. I'm off top, And I could, and they, oh slowed, my they slowed the trucks down.
3: So that you could merge so in. So I could
4: merge right in. Yeah. I parked the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the air brake, shut it off, unloaded the truck. Why didn't work. you just text them? <laughs> yeah what's that
3: right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What's that? i could email them too right yeah exactly yeah, yeah on my cell phone well plus the drives with the podcast apps you had on uh, yeah you had yeah, our show serious radio all that yeah, stuff yeah
4: but that's that's what happened and, and yeah. i parked the truck and i worked all day yeah. and i'll tell you what it was one of those i don't know how many hours it was but come that night yeah, you were now. done yeah, and yeah i tell you i would just there's the golden rule You'd walk into motel room when you finally figure out where you were at. Yeah. And go to your motel room. The first thing you did was set your alarm.
3: Yeah, because you're going to be Cause done. Because
4: you're going you, to You're going to know where you were. If you don't take a shower, and you're I'm out. sorry to be like. Oh, I you, get it. You pass on the bed. You're done. To, what time is your van leaving? Six o'clock. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. You're done. You're so yeah. tired. Yeah. You know, and it, you know it, it was fun work. It was right. a lot of work. It was yeah. crazy work. Stupid work. But we learned so much. And what I, what I loved about it, though, is. How close knit we were! Yeah, to make all that work.
3: Well, so sometimes with a smaller team, uh, you—that's sometimes more the case than a bigger team. I mean, I think all the fun for racing, especially as you get older, becomes about the camaraderie and not so much about being at the racetrack. Right. Yeah. And and uh, like when I think about some of the whole <laughs> teams I've worked with, <laughs> in a weird way, you bond more because you're guys in the trenches with a right. with a difficult organization.
4: And, and, and you're, you're right. It, it's. That, that's true of any racing. Like I said, I don't care if it's yeah. go karts, IMSA Cup, yeah. truck, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's you're right. Some of the some of the butthole teams that you're with are yeah. actually. You right, you they're end better, up with
3: like, right. I yeah, right. I have a stronger bond with a lot of guys for the bad uh, I teams I work with. You because
4: know, yeah. like, you are working closer. You get to hear about the kids. You get to hear about their yeah. Well, you know, like a yeah. guy sick, or guy got. Drunk. And, well, and or you can't
3: the, let anybody down. Well, cause, yeah, and yeah. there's
1: also a mutual hatred for probably the same guy, the cause. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and right. so you're like it's us versus him. Yeah. that builds a that builds yeah, a yeah. team. It's a relationship, yeah, exactly, yeah. and
4: and people don't realize yeah. that it's a team. It's a team. You know, I always said it's 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 easy to win a championship. It's actually harder to defend it. Mm-hmm. Agreed, you no, 100. It's because easy, easy, it just happens. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it, it's it's a tough it's a tough deal. So yeah. Smaller teams love Joe Gibbs death. Wish I was still there. Six hundred employees. Right. Yeah. right. I lose track of them guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, they're still friends. I know, and and they're all they're all com- uh, comrades. Right. Guess yeah. Call of it. course. But sure. I don't know half of them. I don't know. I don't know them personally. Right. When I was at Joe Gibbs, my my employee number was 35. Right. Oh wow! So right. I get to I get to know the I got to know those guys. You get to know their families. You get to know the kids. Yeah. You get to know right. It's that camaraderie. Yeah. So yeah, smaller team is harder. And I told guys the other day I says, "Tell you guys at Gibbs, man, if they're complaining, sit them down and tell them. It's it's. Plenty of guys to waiting. Take, it's, yeah. it, you yeah. got it pretty good here. Right. Yeah. Smaller right. teams, right? You got you got to work a little harder. You got to get the parts, the pieces, the nuts, the bolts. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little different yeah. deal. Yeah. So to, to work, yeah. So to work, yeah. So the work but the worth ethic you can't that's what's lacking out is the worth ethic, and not just in racing just in life in general sure sure you know well so let's talk truck
3: drivers in 1988 um forget forget your job for, for a second so we'll, we'll take a bigger team a richard childress in the right. time junior johnson right. at the time what was a truck driver for those teams doing first of all was there was there
4: more than one or did those guys have just one per uh, car well, junior johnson had two he had the, that's where kenneth went he went to the uh maxwell's okay. team okay they had a buzzword team they yeah. still had one driver you know, long hauls. You you got a friend or somebody that could drive a truck. They went out west with you. Okay. Um, but the camaraderie was was second, and you know, right. It was, it was fun. It was, it you know, it did, back then. It didn't matter what you drove. If right. You were Chevy, Oldsmobile, Dodge. Right. You know, yeah. the, you know what? You crash, Here's the keys to the truck. Here, right. Take what you need. Sure. Um, parts truck. Hey, take what you need. Write it down. Right. Yeah. Uh, the camaraderie. Uh, it, it was it was just a different. The hayride. Yeah. We did the hayride thing. We did you know. It was just the truck drivers now, great group of guys. But back then, it was just a different era. Yeah. Sure. the Trucks were a different era. Right? Yeah, yeah the sure, Toolboxes sure. were a different era. Right. Um, the garage era was a different era. It was, it just, it, it was fun. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. but
3: but a guy like we'll take Kenneth for example. When he goes to Junior Johnson, was his job the same as yours? Because I mean, you're you're working on the cars. You're doing what you can around the shop. Car loads in. Now you've got an all night slog to get to Daytona by the next day, and then you've got to then unload and go back to your job was this true for every truck driver or no, was this the, was this what what no, you had because the
4: do? bigger teams had more people more right personnel. okay sure. so that that's yeah. kind
3: of where yeah. i'm yeah. what so i'm even, asking so even
4: kenneth drove the truck right he didn't have to really unload it he didn't really sure. have to really really restock it he probably was overseeing it yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. he had other he had extra people there but, but if, I, where if, alan was such a small team when we got back i mean i was charging a toolbox yeah. right. tools. Um, Washing parts, right. uh, pulling motors out. Right. Uh, I can remember. I can remember back in my. You know, we unloaded truck. And I, my pickup truck. I lived four miles. The motor shop was four miles away, and I lived uh, cool. yeah. about three or four miles from that. Yeah, right. So I would load my the, the back qualifying motor. I'd load <laughs> Danny's uh, <laughs> right. badge yeah, 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 carburetor. Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, fuel cell. Hey, oil. Right. I, I you know, before I, I, I would leave at four o'clock in the afternoon thinking well, I got it early. Well, four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm <laughs> <heading> <laughs> over the motor shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm there for two more hours. Yeah. i loading everything. Helping them guys out. Yeah. So that that was cool, right. but I had to be back the next day. Right. So. Yeah. But it, so like it,
3: another like if you know that load in is going to be around five o'clock, a truck driver for another team can sleep all day and show up at three. Yeah. Because and he's good to go. That's yeah, all he got to do. But right. you're, no, not you. You're, yeah. you no, got to be there at right. six with everybody got else. A bunch of other jobs.
2: And now you're there.
4: Now you're there. I can remember going, okay, two round up I had to pull to get, get the bumster gauge, yeah the level, any kind of tool. Because the, the toolbox would come off the truck, yeah. right? And the guys would rob everything out. T- and not that they were robbing it, they needed but it. Doing mm-hmm. their job, right? Doing yeah. The yeah. Job, but no one's going to put it back. Gathering up wrenches and ear grinders and this and this and this. You know, and, yeah, it, t- it, t- it took you all day. So like, say 5 o'clock, you're going, now you get to leave.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like,
4: holy
3: cow. Did, did you go over the wall?
4: Yeah, I was a catch can man. Oh, OK. Yeah, nice. yeah I was a catch can nice. man. Yeah, Tony all Gibson right. gas, and I was catching catch can man. So
3: here in, 19, in 2018, what is a catch can man? Uh, For somebody who yeah. we know, but what is yeah. it? If, well, he was. Because like, the, the pit rolls then are a little different than they are now. a little different. So. Yeah.
4: Well, at the time, you had seven guys over the wall. Yeah. You had left side tire changer with loose and left side lugs. He had right side tire ball. changers. That yeah, was Right. He had Jackman, you had tire carriers. A uh, gas man and yeah. the catch can man, and at the time, you put the gas in the car, the gas man, and it caught yeah, yeah, an the overflow. Yeah, yeah, an overflow, and man, your job was to get it. Yeah, the yeah. catch came in, we'd catch it and or hold the, the first can.
3: And to be clear, pre, I think, 1990, there were no speed limits. No speed right. limits. Right. So right. you're Just literally like, sitting there with a can yeah. hooked to a car, and there's guys flying by at 150 miles and an hour. In my backstorm. to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my backstorm so
4: yeah And you're probably
1: have, wearing like a... like. Putting down shirt and jeans or yeah. something, you know, Pretty for much, the first yeah. couple of years, yeah. right? Or yeah. looking
4: at the guy at Walmart with a little little uh, jumpsuit that right yeah, so, right. so unhapp- Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, it, but you know what? You look back at it one wow. That's that was, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you're going, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, but that's why I tell you, at the Winston, they still do open pit road speed. Yeah. I tell you, I go up there watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watch some that, guys come in there, right. in there. Yeah. That that's the exact memory. So, yeah. So, it, but yeah, that was cool. Right. It, you know, yeah. How about the sign guy? He stood in front yeah. of the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. I, here, hit me. Yeah. 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 With the car <laughs> going. Saying, here I am. Car yeah. going from 150. <laughs> yeah, I do to the zero. sign. I'm the sign guy now. But I got a pole. You got so a pole. here kind of, behind a wall. the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So they go over the wall? That, that was. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty. But You know what the best part was? Allen's deal was, if you're good enough to pit my car fast enough, that was your reward. If you weren't fast enough, we're going to get somebody else. Right. None of Uh, this money, no incentives. Your incentive was be good enough Mm. and be be here. Yeah. And that was that was that was it. If you don't do it, I'll get somebody else. Yeah. So it was it was a mind over matter thing. It wasn't a a, a wallet over matter thing. It was in your heart. Yeah. And that made you better. That made you stronger. Yeah. And that that's what's missing. It was. It's not the wallet. It's it's in your heart. Yeah. In, in, if that makes sense. Oh,
3: completely. We, we, we live this. I mean, we're mm-hmm. yeah. we're mm-hmm. not exactly making money doing what we're doing now, so. Um, <laughs> not on this. Not on this, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gotcha. Uh, what's the biggest talking to you ever got?
4: The biggest thing with Alan was, yeah. um, they loaded a car up. Yeah. I, of course, Paul and a couple of the guys loaded a car up upstairs, and I said, you guys got it. They're like, yeah, we got it. Well, when someone says you got it. You trust that they got it. I trust they got it. Yeah. Well, I come way from Pocono, and guess what? The car wasn't strapped down. Uh, oh
1: no way!
3: No, and this yeah. falls on you.
4: Yeah, it falls on me. Yeah. They put the chalks under the ball. Coming from Pocono.
3: Yeah, that's not enough on a road. It's a yeah. long trip. It's a long yeah. trip. Yeah.
4: Well, I get a phone call at nine o'clock morning. Says, uh, "Where are you at?" I go, "I'm home." You need to get in here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. They got a wreck coming home. I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking all kinds of crazy. I come in. And Alan's like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What I do?" He goes, "Look at the truck." Well. The car beat the back I would it it out. door. Oh, it pounded out. So it beat the two back panels of the, r- the oh, door. Oh, God. It killed the, the backup or the race car back bumper. Yeah. The nose of the race car and the back bumper of the backup car. And he's like, What'd you do? And I'm like, What do you mean what I do? And I'm like, This is what happened. You guys loaded the car. It, and I won't say the names, but it was three people loaded the car. <laughs> and I asked, Did you get this? And they're like, We got it. And I said, I trusted them. I said, But let me tell you something, Alan. I take full responsibility. He says, because that back door is closed. That truck is my responsibility. So it's not their fault. It's mine. Right. And he thought for a second. He thought for a second. He goes, don't let it happen again. That was probably my huh. biggest butt huh. I huh. ever got from me. But that's not that bad. No,
3: it's not. Considering, yeah, considering yeah. you just well, wrecked a bunch of stuff yeah, well or <laughs> something. I mean, the, the, the collective <laughs> team did, excuse right. me. But <laughs> the, <laughs> the, yeah, cool, <laughs> the cool thing
4: about Allen was, if you went to Allen and said, look, I want eight new tires for my trailer. Why? Because... They're round and black. I need eight new. No, he could do it. Or Alan, we need a new welder. Why do you need a new welder? Because I want a new one. No. Right. But if you went to Alan and said, Look, if I have a new welder, Joe Blow could be in the front and Joe Blow could be in the back, we could save as much time. Right. Get the best welder you could find. Yeah. yeah. If I went to Alan and said, Look, I need eight new tires for my trailer, I said, Because if I blow a tire, I'm going to be late for a race. Yeah. Get he, the eight best tires you can find. He can understand
3: yeah. that. Right. He yeah. understood that. Yeah. But if
4: you just said, I want it because. Because I feel
3: like it. Right. Yeah. He's just like, you're crazy. You want it. Yeah. Right.
4: No, but he, he was the kind of guy. He he, he was he was tough. He was, I won't say he was cheap. He was frugal. He was, he frugal. Was, yeah, yeah, frugal. Yeah, yeah, fine. Cheap, sure. tough. Whatever you want call <laughs> it. Yeah. But if, if you just had to have it to have it,
2: not no, a, he yeah, wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, no time if he that.
4: felt if you had if they, if it made the race team better,
1: that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. He dude
4: he he would not hesitate one bit. Like and that. that's, that's that's what he should be. That's what he should be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that that's what's cool. One time we we're at, we we're at Charlotte, and I put the I put the qualified motor in the side door. And I never told him. Because me and Danny Glad had it figured out where, because we were, all you do is go across the racetrack and yeah. boom, two seconds. The By the way, shop. I right. like that
3: you said qualifying motor. Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: So when we get back to the race shop, we're going to pull it out of the side door. Because we were going to load down. like, oh, don't load this. You know, get, right. get to, it, was, it was a Winston or whatever it was. You know, come in Monday. So me and Danny had it figured out. We we're going to get the motor out, get it over the shop. Right. Danny could dine and it, do whatever he needed to do with it, work on it, be ready. Well, we never told Adlon that. So I leave. And I'm leaving the racetrack. Well, back then you had nine million cars, you know, because sure. the crowds are a lot bigger. I'm leaving. The rac- Alan, Alan circles the track and finds me. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, leaving the racetrack because Dan- well, he got like he got wind of the, what we're doing with the motor, and he just got.
3: Now is that because he didn't like what you were doing, or he didn't like the fact he had no idea? He had no idea, and so and that was his way. He thought we were trying to
4: get one on him, and well, all uh, <laughs> we we're, were trying to do was just make just- it. You're better. just
3: trying to get it done right. and make it painless for him.
4: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Right. So he just didn't quite. It. But he just had to know every
3: ordeal he going yeah. on. Yeah. If he wasn't micromanaging. Control feet right. a little bit. Needs to know. What do you mean he wasn't right. micromanaging? <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what micromanaging well, is. He,
4: well, he, he, he. The thing with Alan was, he'd be the kind of guy, he'd go to you and go, I want you to go get that radiator. Yeah. Clean it out and put this fan on it. Yeah. Okay? Two hours later, he go to you and go, hey, uh, where's that radiator? And you're going, what radiator? What fan? And he, God oh, dang. And he says, I, I took. No, he didn't. He wouldn't remember. Oh, uh, who, he went to. who he went to. He went to. He remembers <laughs> uh. giving the orders. but right. He wouldn't remember who he gave it to. If, oh, interesting! Yeah, okay. yeah. He he was he 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 was given orders, but he remember. So yeah. he, so it wasn't Michael managing. Wait, who are you? Yeah, who are yeah. you? Yeah, right. Okay, he right. he remembered giving the orders, but he could remember. So yeah. to go back to what me and Data was doing, it wasn't trying to manipulate him. Right. It, it, what, everything we tried to do was try to help him. Sure. And he just didn't quite because it wasn't he wasn't in that realm.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, I. I I'm guilty of this <laughs> uh, with, go, go on. with people who work with me, um, so I, I relate. Sometimes the issue can be if you're on the if you're on Alan's side uh, that there's a bigger picture that sometimes guys who are taking initiative aren't seeing, and you can get frustrated. They're like no, 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 because when you do that, here's the six other things you don't realize you just did right. by doing that. And so I, I get his line of thinking, um, but it's more just that, that, that I'm guessing he probably was like no, no, no I have to know everything you're doing. So that I'm aware and therefore I can understand how it's working in the global picture.
4: Right, uh, but, he, but he was the type of guy, Alan was. I, I'm left-handed, Okay, just like I told sure. her. Okay, okay. I, I did the log notes. I go one, two, three, I go I come clockwise. Okay. Alan was, he's left-handed. He went counterclockwise. Okay. So he asked me to come be a tire changer. I'm like, Alan, I'm not a tire changer. But I'll try. He got mad at me. Not mad at me, but he got um, inquisitive of me. Why do you go this way? Because you're way? going counterclockwise. Because I, go, yeah. I can't go this way. I'm too slow this way. I'm more natural this way. So I went to him one day. I said, Alan, we build a model kit. You do the, you do the engine first. I'm going to do the interior first. You're going to do the wheels first. I'm going to do the suspension first. But in the end, the model is going to come out the same. Yeah. And he thought about it for a minute. He goes, I never thought of it that way. So Alan's thinking, right, he's yeah. thinking. It's, it's
3: got to be my way because that's the, the thinking I understand. Because
4: right, right. that's the engineer way. I get it. Yeah, that's yeah. The, so. Thank you. That's yeah. the engineer way. And it's not that it's a, it's a bad way. Right. But once he kind of figured out, okay, you weren't trying to manipulate. What he didn't understand is why, why did we take that motor and bring it to Danny first? Yeah. Well, Alan didn't have to know that Danny was going to work. I don't know what Danny was going to do. It. He could have thrown it at Garber's. I don't care. Yeah. But Danny was going to make it better. If we, right. We, right. Yeah, but the, it's just he truck, didn't the truck, know. The truck, right. the truck come back. He needed to know everything. Yeah. So you go to Alan and say, He'd come up to you on a, on a Monday morning and go, Well attack uh, this shock bracket right here. And so you tack it and you make you make a bracket and you tack it. And he would walk in his office. You wouldn't see Allen for three hours. He'd come out and say, uh, I like that bracket that moved over a eighth inch. So okay. you cut it you cut it off and you move over eighth inch. You wouldn't see Allen for another three hours. And you'd he he'd come back out and go, yeah you know, put it, put it back where it was. And you'd tack it back where it was. So, so nine hours later, you're, weld- <laughs> you're finally welding it where it needs to be. Right. Yeah, yeah, but right. that's how Alan wants. Every he wanted to see it step by he step. He right wanted to see He's, he's thinking. You yeah. go to his office, he'd have papers. Uh, he'd have, I could tell you, shot grab. He'd have shot grab. <laughs> he was the Bilstein guy. He was the, Yeah. Right. he walk up behind the shot. He'd up the truck. He'd have papers. He's like this, looking at graphs. Uh, I can remember going to the racetrack and seeing Chris when Penske's first come out. And yeah. I'm going, I thought we were doing a drug deal going, <laughs> i going to his van. Going, what am I doing? And he's building these shocks. You <laughs> right, know, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's how Alan was, right. He wasn't a micromanager, but he was. He he wanted to know everything. Okay. Right. He, well, he knew what was going on.
3: Right. Well, yeah. in your description, makes it sound like if you if you're used to doing everything yourself, and you're still you have a hard time letting go of things. If somebody's doing something different than you, you inherently don't trust it. Right. 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 And and so you need to have you need to have the confidence to be stopped and go, no, no. Here's why this is okay. Right. Um. Not saying I understand this line of thinking, but I may understand <laughs> this line of thinking. So, right. yeah, yeah. Once you figured yeah. it out, though, he, he was he, he okay was cool. with it. Yeah, he yeah. was
4: cool with it, man. And that—that's thats what's uh, so different about Alan. He was—he uh, wasn't a—he wasn't a weird kind of guy. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. He just—that's—it's—it's th- just, hard to describe because yeah. that's what made that's what made Alan what he was. was he understood people. He didn't understand people. Right. He had his race team, but he had racers working. On, you know, it's just it's just a different concept of what he did. You know, that's what yeah. made him. That's what made him so. That's. And I, I always say we're we we're the we we're of misfit toys <laughs> <laughs> because we won. We beat Robbie Yates. We built. Right. We, beat, we beat Roush. We built Childress. We beat. We beat them guys yeah. Penske. We beat them guys. Yeah. Right. We beat yeah, them. yeah. For sure. We beat them guys. Yeah. You know, You know, uh, Junior Johnson. We beat them. You know. Well, we beat them, and that that's 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 the cool thing right right so that's 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 the hard part you know what was the vibe of the team like starting the 1992 season the vibe was cool because yeah. 91 90 was tough right because he was still trying to get his pieces in place right 91 was cool nobody left nobody came uh we stayed
3: it's that we all know that when the when the chemistry is right it, it, it's, it's, perfe- it it's perfect and it's very hard yeah, to it find was, it was it. hard yeah. to find yes yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. 92 came up. once again we didn't know like i said it's easier to win a championship than to defend it They had no clue one thing led to another uh they went to daytona i think we crashed out of daytona just one just raced we raced did our thing didn't know what our thing was we just did it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were in the top five six i guess all year um getting to the end of the year, if that's what you're asking. That's when things started to get crazy.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, Kyle Petty was involved. Harry Gantt was involved. Bill a. was involved. We were involved. All those guys. We didn't change a thing. We just kept doing our thing. Right. What our thing was, we didn't know. We just did it. Just yeah, keep doing yeah, it right yeah. We yeah, watched it Rusty working. Wallace. He had, had better issues. Uh, Billy, um tailgate wouldn't go down. Huh. Um, huh. Yeah, I guess he, had, he uh, Billy had motor trouble. We just kept doing our thing. Yeah. Dick Beatty. God rest his soul. He was the uh, director of Cup Series. Yeah. He came to to Atlanta. He says, "Boys," and I'll never forget this as long as I live. He said, "Boys, you don't change. What got you here? Don't over-engineer this thing. You got it." Right. That was Dick Beatty's advice. Don't over. Don't over-engineer this thing. Huh. I'm thinking, wow. That's, that's pretty cool. hard words, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, and guess oh, what? Wow. We, you know, we d- we just did our thing. So so what led up to that was just we didn't change nothing. We just kept doing our thing we just kept knowing Alana is, is going to be here. Alana right. is the end of the race. So we got to make sure we don't mess up. So we just kept doing our thing. And, and our thing worked, I guess, right. if that answers your question. But we didn't do nothing special. We just kept doing our deal. You know, we didn't really watch points. We didn't really watch what the other teams doing. Yeah, you saw when a guy had a bad stop or a car. Sure. We just kept doing our thing, man. And But we also knew, come Alana... That's it. There's right. no more. If our yeah. comes, there's right. none left. Yeah. So so.
3: It, it, I mean, there was, uh, I don't know the exact number, but there was five or six races ago. Dover, for example, was a disaster of a weekend, and writing off cars, and now you're 200-something points out. Um, you know, everybody's kind of said there wasn't really such a thing as a quit, but was there, uh, does the dynamic change when all of a sudden you look at the math and are like, eh, eh, and this probably isn't going to happen?
4: Uh, no, I'll tell you what happened there. Yeah. Okay, we crashed. Right. We crashed. We crashed five cars that year. Yeah. Five and cars. And I can't remember. I think it cr- obviously crashed that race out. And I got a picture of somewhere. We crashed it out. Yeah. And, oh, God. <laughs> now what? Okay. Well, guess what? The guys crossed the track. They didn't have a tunnel. They crossed, or bridge. They crossed the track. Yeah. Well, the scorer, Sandy, come after I couldn't get out. So I'm sitting there going, okay, this is fun. This is, you know, Alan, come Okay, guys. You know, we're done. We crashed out. da 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 Whatever. Right. Whatever. Whatever came to his head. Well, she brings a score sheet down because they had score sheets. She brings it down, and I looked at it going, wow, we dropped one spot Oh, from third to fourth, 33 points out. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, 33 points? That ain't."
3: It's not as bad as it could have been. It's not as bad as it could have
4: Right. Well, I'll tell you what. That was my motivator. I couldn't yeah. get home fast enough. Talk <laughs> about getting tired. I wasn't tired. <laughs> right. I could not get home fast enough. Huh. I get back to the shop. I go, guys, on the fab table going, guys, look. Check this out. We, we still got it. We still could we can do this. Right. And I guess the guys looked at it. I left the paper there and looked at it. They, I don't know what motivated the guys, but they saw it.
1: Everybody was in. Yeah. And everybody yeah. got
4: motivated. Yeah. Well, Alan, Alan was out. He was like, oh, we're done. Right. Well, he saw the motivation of the guys. He saw the fire of the guys. He saw the determination of the guys. Sure. All of a sudden, he started picking up speed. And I guess the next thing, next thing you know is. One thing kinda of led to another. So yeah, that Dover that Dover race didn't put us out. That right. Dover race actually was pinnacle point. Yeah. Of kind of a rallying point. Yeah, rallying a point. Yeah. Right, right, and yeah. like, you know what guys? We could do this. Charlotte I think I think I think of his second and rocking him you know, I forget the actual races. Right, sure. But that yeah. that from Dover everybody thought we were out at Dover? And Allen was the worst one. Right. And I saw that point going, we're not honest, with my guys. Now. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think I think Allen saw what the guys were doing. Yeah. They saw the motivation there, and I think that motivated him. Yeah. He, of course, he never said it. Right. Never, I would say never showed it, but he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that I think Dover was actually not a devastating deal. It was a, it was a pinnacle point. Right, 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 right. I think Dover really what sparked everything. Right. I really do. Right. I really, really do.
3: So, all right, so Atlanta, there's like five guys in the mathematically in the, in the championship. It's really a three-way battle. It's Allison, it's Kowicki, it's Bill Elliott. Uh, tell us about the day from your end.
4: Well, of course, you get there Friday, yeah. and typical qualifying day. I'd say that's when Elliott had his tailgate problem, and yeah. you yeah. just like, okay, there's there's a...
1: Chink in the armor. Yeah, right? yeah. Chink yeah. You, exactly.
4: Yeah. Um, no, but you, you're saying you loaded, you, you, you went to tech, you... Thank you. You know... Did, you know, did carburetor, yeah. you did your PNG and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You didn't think of much of it. You
3: went through your laser scanning. Yeah, late. Yeah,
4: yeah. Not then. <laughs>
3: Not then. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, so you're a catch can man. Um, uh, we've got a gear failure that happens early. Um, so every pit stop after the first one had to come out of fourth gear. Uh, did the procedure change at all for you guys in terms of like pushing off or any of we that pushed kind of them, stuff?
4: We pushed them off the best we could. Yeah. Um, once again, slick posting. God rest his soul. He was our transmission guy. Yeah. Uh, he told us reverse gear was not going to make it in another ten laps. He says, because it was like putting sand in your in oil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says you guys are very lucky. Uh, so uh yeah, we pushed him off in time. Uh, I really think, I really think, in my heart, what saved us was that gear breaking. Because that made Allen more conservative.
3: Oh, interesting. Save fuel. Made and all him more that. conservative, yeah.
4: saving fuel not being not being as, as aggressive not trying to win the race not trying just, to win the race i think he realized okay yeah. the transmission broke not knowing what happened yeah um once again known slick i mean the guy loved the guy to death missed him to death but i think i think that 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 gear breaking or that that ring gear breaking saved us sure by Allen being right more conservative yeah yeah not hammering it down put his pit mind road, in a different not, place, bl- yeah. not burning yeah. on a pit road mm-hmm. um so I really think that was a godsend. That's interesting. That yeah, it was. Yeah. I think that that dog gear that broke. See, not they, the
3: worst logic. So right, right, yeah.
4: so, And I think Alan realized, hey, yeah, I don't want to win it, but I, you know, I'm yeah. going to war. We're going to win the battle, or battle of war. Or, yeah, yeah. So I, re- I really think that actually helped us. I really do.
1: Yeah. How big is the uh, post race party?
4: Post race. Yeah,
1: when you win the championship in NASCAR.
4: At Atlanta or at New that, York? That one. Well, no, that so night. let's start with Atlanta. It was pretty laid back. Really? Really? Yeah, they, were back, they were back in a pickup truck. What? It was a pickup truck. Yeah, it wasn't How a truck How dare you? It was a pickup truck. We didn't get to, yeah, celebrate. Huh. Actually, I went down to the truck and get yeah, I only had two bottles of champagne oh. hit out in, in the lounge. Right. Yeah. And I walked back with him, and, and the truck was gone. What? Yeah. yeah, was it a Was it just a laid back? <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah, you with know, the victory lane was good. Sure. Yeah, But yeah, 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 the, the trip around the hill, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't participate. <laughs> I was getting two bottles of champagne. But yeah, uh, post race, Victor lane was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we sprayed champagne. We had a good time.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, once again, we.
3: we but, it, like, there was, I think, a Ford party that night or something like that. Were you not part of that? No, because I drove a truck home. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah that's the life and of the couldn't truck couldn't have driver. Paint on me. i take a shower. Yeah, because you, you had right. to drive. Yeah, right. So. right. But
4: yeah. the championship
1: life was of the cool. Truck okay. Yeah, New York yeah, yeah, yeah. was okay. cool. All right, now let's go to New York. What's that like? I mean, you're actually from up there, so probably. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Yeah.
4: That was cool. Good to say it to Wardorf. Yeah. Um, Alan's like, you know, because you open the little mini bar and like, like, ah, I don't know, but Alan's like, you know what? Enjoy yourself. I uh, got to go to the president's suite. Nice, cool. I uh, had a nice party. Yeah. The cool thing was, he's like, I'm not buying alcohol here. I'm gonna go across the street and get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had a nice party. Ford, Ford took care of us. Ford, uh-huh. yeah, We gave my wife a nice little um, um, crystal medallion. Oh wow. Uh, they gave us a nice poster of us doing a pit stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ford was great. At the time, they couldn't do enough for us. Right. Uh, Winston couldn't do enough for us. Um, had a great time. I mean, yeah. got to go to Wardoff. The the in New York City. Yeah. Know, Manhattan. Yeah. You got to see the Rockettes. Got to see everything Everything's paid it's for. You just for. Like, yeah. Then, right. yeah. But Allen was a small team. So, yes. So, you know, with, the, with, the, with our spouses and, you know, husbands and whatever, how you want to like husband, wife, so yeah, yeah. If you want it, whoever's there. Um, it was fun. Yeah. We had a good time. So, uh, it was neat. It was a great time to, wow, we won a championship. Once again, going, wow, we get, get, we're on the balcony, yeah. looking down, see all these drivers down there. Uh the juries from NASCAR, like wow, they look up at us going, "Here we are, the misfits up here. There we're the yeah, misfits." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool, you know. So that was just a neat, yeah. to be a small team to dominate the big teams. That was cool. That was
2: cool.
1: So that was Peter Jelen. Peter was really cool. He brought us the biggest book of photos we'd ever seen about Alan Kulwicki, and this is after we've done quite a bit of research. So that was really neat to kind of go through that and go down memory lane with Peter. Now we're gonna hear from Paul Andrews, who was the crew chief of Alan Kawicki Racing. And everybody we talked to said, you gotta talk to Paul Andrews. You gotta talk to Paul Andrews. He's gonna have that story. He's gonna have the insight. And he did. He's currently a ARCA team manager and crew chief for formerly Cunningham Motorsports, now Chad Bryant Racing and we were able to go to the shop see a lot of the cars and then we had lunch with him at lancaster's barbecue in mooresville north carolina which is probably the coolest nascar restaurant we've ever been to so have a listen to an emotional interview from paul andrews
3: one of the things you just kind of spelled out is that you know in those days the uh the budgets were small enough and the rules were open enough that you could kind of do a lot of your own work and, and i would argue a guy like yourself is a perfect example you didn't have an engineering degree in fact you didn't even come with right. a motorsport background but just being mechanical and clever guys like you and rusty allen obviously if you had the the wherewithal and the initiative you could kind of manipulate the uh, the scenarios to make it work in your advantage versus just buying the latest and greatest and that's that that's
5: exactly right even yeah. right now the late model guys that you know that they, they they go to the store and they buy their front bumpers and they've you know they bolt them on and sure you know that's you know they or, or they when they when they do recommend they send them off and have them fixed you know that was just Something that we didn't do then, you know, right. not at all, you know. We, we literally, you know, in some some bodies, we literally went to the junkyard and got junkyard bodies and stuff, you know. And that's just long gone now. Right. So
1: you're aware of Alan Kawicki. You're running the Rusty Wallace program down in Louisiana. Right. <clears throat> I think it was Jim Tredo that said that, that when that ended you didn't want to continue. or. or ba- I thought he said you, you were doing real estate or something.
5: <laughs> yeah, but what I uh, – you know those last two years when Rusty was running, you know, during the Cup Series. Yeah. That's when we took everything to Louisiana, and then yeah, I, I just had enough. You know, I thought, you know, until <laughs> <Right. laughs> I got away from it. And you know, like like we said, we had to go get the real job. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, so try to do yeah. that, and thought I'd g- thought I could get along with my mother, and and uh, <laughs> you know that didn't work either. So that's what it brought me to St. Louis. By the way, it's like thought I could get along with my mother, and yeah, that's <laughs> <so, laughs> so <right>. you know, <laughs> just never. We were like oil and water. That's really what triggered, you know, Alan and Rusty to have a conversation and Alan to call me up, you know. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, another one of those triggers, you know. Yeah. Legend
1: has it that happened at the at the NASCAR banquet in 86?
5: Had to be 87. Yeah. Yeah, because it had to be 87 because I went to work for him in 88. I moved, okay. moved here in 88. So, yeah, it had to be an 87 banquet. Sure. And, they were, and I've heard different – I don't know if I've ever – I've heard different stories. They were they ended up being at a table um, – at the Waldorf, you know, I don't know if it's afterwards, before, but sure. yeah, they were basically at the banquet, and uh, Alan was, you know, talking to Rusty about all his woes. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. how he can't find the right people, and right. how he needs somebody to run his team. Crying in his beer a little
3: yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. legend—I mean, legend—has it so you'd you stepped away from the sport by this point. Yeah, yeah, that was,
5: was the second, almost two years. You yeah, you know, to the you're off you know, to
3: have a real job, trying to get along with your mom.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that had already ended. Oh, that's already <laughs> over. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that didn't last very long.
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, back in NASCAR land, Alan's running his own team. Right. But And we met with Paul young Oh, John. 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 Yeah. John, John. 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 Um, Paul, Jesus Christ. It's been really it's been fun, fun the, the last, last few yeah. weeks with names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. so, but, yeah it, it, I mean, John John was telling us that, you know, there was always a cycle of guys going through oh, yeah. because it was so hard to work, uh, the, the kind of hours that work required. So... So Alan really needed a, a top guy to run his deal, right? Because right. he couldn't do everything anymore. Yeah. So that's where this conversation comes up that you're around,
5: right? So, so yeah, he was he was needing his uh, he somebody to be the crew chief and to help him run everything. And uh, he, you know, Alan was definitely hands-on uh, and ran done a lot of things himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, and, and we talked. Uh, he called me up, and you know, we talked on the phone and and uh, you know said I was interested. Uh, I just Got over a broken leg, and I was broke. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. I was in dr- trouble, so you know I broke my leg in, in 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 the snow and ice, which I didn't really like. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, so I was I was ready to go back to racing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he called me up and, and we talked, and my wife and talked with over my wife, and, and uh, we were, we were realized that what we did wasn't what we wanted to do. Sure. Uh, and uh, so yeah, went to, I flew to flew to North Carolina, talked with him stayed in his house you know i stayed all all weekend might even go there on a thursday stayed there like a two or three day interview <laughs> right <laughs> you might right. say we ran right. around and went to the shop and hung out with him and uh uh went out to a nightclub or something like that that night you know and i it's, uh, just you know just two or three day interview really you yeah, know yeah. And, and uh and before i left we decided to, that's you know i want to come there and i want to go to work for him and, right. and he wanted me and all that good stuff and that's what we did you know uh i moved down and man, I don't know, it was uh very shortly after I think I moved in uh, while I was there I also looked for an apartment. You know, we were we we're moving you were forward, committed. you know, yeah. we were committed, yeah, yeah. you know, and right. uh, found a place to live and, and uh, or found some options and finally worked it out after I was gone.
2: Yeah.
5: No cell phones then, keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, no mean? internet. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so yeah, we got to be worked out and uh, moved back down in a few weeks really, you know, I had a house that I owned. Yeah. Uh, did a quick sale on it. Carried a mortgage on the part of it, you know, it all kinds yeah. of stuff to get get to, to get out of Dodge, basically, yeah. and then uh, uh, sold to a real realtor friend of mine, and and uh, yeah, it, it was crazy, you know. It was uh,
1: was the was the word out on Allen that he was demanding and, and oh, difficult yeah. to work with. So did you? Yeah, you knew that before you flew down for the for oh, the yeah. couple of day interview. Okay,
3: yeah, I was wondering like
1: was two years removed enough? Like he doesn't
2: know uh, any better. Let's get yeah. him yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. He'll <laughs> fall for this. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. You know, and he was definitely hard to work for. And I've, I've said this probably before. If if you didn't try to feed Alan full of BS, mm-hmm. and and that's, you know, when you walk in the door, you know, in that era in the shop, you know, you try to get a job, you walk in the door and you do your best talking job you can do. Well, the problem with Alan is if you couldn't back up your talk, oh, yeah. you were done, yeah. you know. <laughs> he was definitely – we had a revolving door for sure. Yeah,
1: know? I think it was John that told us that he – He's like, I don't think anybody ever got walked to the door. I think people just didn't come back Yeah. because it was too difficult to work there. Or the hours <laughs> were much more than they expected. The workload was more than they expected.
5: And that's the way we worked. You know, we worked where, you know, you, you, you had deadlines and things that had to get done that day and things that needed to get done right that day so you could get the next step of it done, you know, the, the next day. Yeah.
3: Now, your, your cup experience at this point was a little bit limited. Um, yeah,
5: very limited. The only thing we did was um, – some part-time races with Rusty. If you haven't
3: been around as much, there's almost like a blissful ignorance that you don't know the hours you're supposed to be working or sure. how many guys you're supposed to have on the team. Yeah. And, and you know, John being new to the sport, you kind of kind of wondered the same thing. Was did that, did that almost work in your favor?
5: You know, yeah, I think so because uh, that's the way I've worked all my life, really. You know, you might say because, you know, you had a certain amount of things you had to get done. Mm-hmm and just work till they're done you know um i really never only time i worked a nine to five job well you know ran you know at the OK vacuum stores whatever it was you know eight to whatever you know and and then um, other than that i worked in department stores as a kid and worked on a carpet store even a carpet store uh, as a when i was in high school you know you you had you had certain things you did you know and even went out to the to the house and installed uh helped a helper installing carpet you know it's just You, you, those jobs you do to the when they're done, you know, that's and right. that's the one you get done.
3: We haven't yet heard a specific story, like we heard a folklore about like a truck driver doing a twenty-eight hour run, and then Alan saying, "All right, well, we got to keep going." He was like fifteen <laughs> minutes late, and he's like, "Where <laughs> yeah. are you?" Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. he's like, "Whoa, what like do you are mean? there are there any famous true tales of Allen demanding the fifty-hour day or throwing a
1: wrench? <laughs> yeah, or you know,
5: you know, I never had any of, this, any of those yeah. experiences. Believe you know, yeah. he'd get mad and. The biggest thing he was uh, good for is spinning around in circles. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> not like literally spinning, you know, right. but like you'd walk. You know, it's like you knew something was up. He was mad about yeah, something you if, tell he, was if he was walking around in circles. You know, so, you yeah. Know, yeah, you'd always catch something there. I mean, there's probably been a hundred times where something's happened, but it's just, right. you know, I don't know. We, we always got along good. We never, definitely did not, you know, never fight by no means. Yeah, you know. right. but uh, it seemed like we were always able to to work through whatever yeah. problems we had you know well, that, i mean the, probably the one of the things that you know i got my button i got my butt in trouble several times with him you know so but uh you know the the martinsville thing is is a, um, can't remember what it was i don't even remember what happened but um he was mad at me and and uh didn't like the call i did and but yet he's still the driver, you know. He didn't have to do it. He's also the owner,
2: yeah. right? Right. 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 <laughs> yeah.
5: But he didn't like the call we made okay. and about it, and, and uh, well, usually, w- like for Alan, it's like you never really said we're going to do two tires this time. You know, you say, "Oh, what do you think about two tires?" You know, he's yeah, always right. you, you never, you know, because he was and he's smart now. He could. He's the guy that could tell you to recalculate your fuel mileage because he thinks you might have missed it by a tenth while he's or, driving. While, while he's, he's driving, driving the car yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> also the same guy that says, uh, you know, that set of tires and bias supplies, stagger and all that stuff, you know, the yeah, stagger yeah. moves. And, you know, he was all over the bias ply stuff. And, and I actually did the tires myself. Him and I did them um, and, and put them in sets. And, 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 you know, we both measured them during practice and stuff or after practice and see how much stagger each set had. And he said, okay. you know, that set um, that's got an eighth-inch more stagger uh, set three. Right. Uh, I think that's going to help me. Let's put that on next. You know that that's the guy, and, and he and he'd tell Danny Glad uh, that that the engine guy, he said, Danny's he he'd always ask him much what, what the fuel mileage was, and uh, he'd right. tell him whatever it was, four point five. Yeah. And a uh, few but a few minutes later, he said. I get 4.6. Check that again. You know, or something like that. While driving. <laughs> and he may, While driving. He, he may yeah. not say four point. It may not be a difference of, you know, mm-hmm. a tenth, but right. it was definitely like, you know, I, I think, I, think I got life. more than better yeah. than that. You know, and, 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 and <laughs> nine times out like of ten, you go back and check it, and, and yeah, there's there's there an error there somewhere that we made wow. know, with a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had several things that he did. Uh, you know, we ended up, uh, uh, one of the guys, uh, uh, made a glove box for him okay uh, you know where if you look at the, the uh the championship where he gets yeah. oh, or like any the, of his yeah. he gets yeah. his chapstick you know it's you got it keeps the chapstick in there i think a little bit of gum uh sharpie <laughs> right. and comb in there right. it gets a little glove box just a little little bit of box that he yeah. had a little literally had a lid on you open it up and he gets the stuff out yeah right on the left hand side of the, of the seat uh you know
3: and was anybody else doing anything like that? No.
5: Comb your hair? Yeah. You yeah. Well,
3: so you mentioned it. I, I got to love the story that you guys are sitting there, like mm-hmm. the crew ch- there, It's not the tire guy, if there even was one. Right. It's the crew chief and the team owner sitting there measuring tires to make oh, sure yeah. you get it sp- staggered right. to the spec that you want. At that time, so this is like, what, 88, 89? Yeah. Um, was any other driver doing this? Was Earnhardt doing this? Is Rusty doing this?
5: Uh, you know, I'd say Rusty was good about uh, you know, staying on top of what he had for cars. Just because right. that was his background, you know, chassis and, and understanding right. the cars. He was definitely uh, <coughs> you know, in that in that mode, you might say. Uh, uh and really the there's a lot of racers that were you know similar to that. Yeah. Probably not near the. were they the on the ground of,
3: actually uh, doing uh, the measuring?
5: Yeah, probably not that. Okay. But, uh, they were definitely um, you know you know, into, into what's going on with the cars. You know, Allen was yeah. extremely good with shocks yeah. and feeling shocks. And Allen and uh, the, at the time, you know, like now we have, you know, we being, or just race organizations, cup teams, especially, they have a shock engineer and, right. you know, yeah. thousands of shocks Well, you know, at the time, you know, there was Monroe shocks. And there was, that was a, it yep. a 76 and an 88 and, and maybe another choice. And, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bilstein came along, sent a support truck, and
3: and had that. Was that somebody bringing their own shock truck? Was that new. was yeah. I was uh, brand new. That you didn't mm-hmm. do that. Brand new.
5: Yeah. Monroe was probably there at one right. time. I know they were. Right. They supplied the shocks. Everybody, everybody used Monroe shocks, you know. Right. And which you ran two shocks. Yeah. Uh, per wheel. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. yep. That's how good they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Bill Steen came along and, and uh, sent a guy on the support truck and engineer, and uh, Alan and uh, Tom Hoke is his name, and he's still around now. Yeah. Uh, you know they, you know between Tom Hoke and Alan Quicky, the shocks are, are what they are right now to this to this particular day because right. they, him and the two of them would get together in the truck and figure out. You know, uh, Tom would try to educate Alan on what they did, right. uh, yeah. not necessarily what they did, but what he could do with the shocks right. as far as it yeah. and. And you know, Alan could feel the shocks, and that's probably one of the things that really brought Alan to the top was understanding right. uh, the shocks,
2: well, and also a-
5: along with radial tires. You know, radial tires yeah. could be introduced along the same same timeline, and yeah. you know, in uh, those those him being able to feel that race car and feel it differently with that shock, and, and yeah. knowing what the, you know what he could do with those shocks as far as the different curves and different grass right. and stuff. Yeah. You know, that was that was a, that was a big deal. You know, yeah. that was, uh, and that's. He grasped that really quick, and got a hold of that really quick. And that's the same time period where Earnhardt was struggling,
2: right. kind of with the radials with in that same area, yeah. switching yeah. over. Yeah. And
5: well, everything that Allen did, of course, went to other competitors too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so that's. Uh, but that, that was uh, you know one of the in, one of the big things that made him fast. You know, yeah. so uh, well, it was probably all that
3: time on the simulator too.
5: Oh, no, not no, no. Oh, weird. <laughs> they they weird. did, not have like, an Alex Bowman at <laughs> the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like, yeah. cranking yeah, out hours. Driving the wheel force car. Wheel force car running around. No, yeah, none those? of that. Weird. Yeah, none okay. of that stuff. We did test a lot, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, we tested a whole lot. You know, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: we heard a couple stories. With, obviously, Alan being a lower-budgeted team, even when he started getting the big sponsors and bigger sponsors and things like that, do you think that if he had, like, the Goodwrench funding, he would have been, like, just you know, winning races left, right, and center, or do you think he would have still had to fight and fight and fight? Because it sounds like he did a lot with a little. Yeah. And he had a better understanding than probably most drivers would. Right. Maybe still to this day right. even. Uh, do you think if he had the funding, he th- could have just kept winning championships? I think he could have. Yeah. No.
5: I don't think he would have been the guy with the funding. or the, You know, I don't think he would have been the guy to win – you know 10 races in a year or something like that which you know people are doing then yeah, but he was yeah. going to be the guy that was going to consistently win races And he's also the guy that was going to consistently be in the points chase I yeah, felt yeah. like even that last year before our championship win you know we were there you know as a group you yeah. know we, we knew it we were seventh or eighth or whatever it was yeah. in, the, in the points but you know we we knew that we were we were right there yeah. where we needed to be you know and anything could go wrong or right, you know, sure. to make it you know, put it over the edge. But yeah, we just felt like we felt really strong about our nineteen ninety two season right. before yeah. we before we got there, you know, ninety one. We felt like we were in a good position, you yep. know, and felt like we could make a lot of progress. Yeah.
3: Well before we jump over to ninety two, um, just a couple facts and figures. So like we'll use eighty eight to ninety. Roughly speaking, how many guys? Seven. top for the whole team. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we were just... I think, I don't know, I'd have to kind of go back and count, but yes. We
3: were just at your shop at at Cunningham. Chad Bryant. Chad Bryant Bryant Racing, excuse me, I'm very sorry. (laughs) Formerly Cunningham. Formerly Cunningham. Which is an ARCA team. (laughs) Right. Um, And ARCA obviously is a professional series, but it's still a couple tiers down from Cups. It's it's absolutely. Um, You have six cars per guy, more or less. Yep. How many cars did your Cup team have?
5: Uh, you know, we had a decent amount of cars. We might have had seven or eight, maybe. Oh, okay. You know, so, you know but you know, I remember two of those were super speedway cars. Right. Okay. Two of those were road course cars. Yeah. And okay. They yeah, you went can't off to the side. You know, right. so yeah, you that's always it. You know, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, we. So for your short tracks and your
3: your yeah. your regular mile and a half. Right. You had what four cars?
5: Yeah, something like that. We had a couple <laughs> short track cars and a couple intermediate. cars. And what would
1: Dale Senior have?
3: Well, probably double. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many guys? Uh,
5: you know, it was still, you know. Yeah, I don't know how many they had. You know, they're yeah. probably a, you know easy double. You know, right. you know e- easy double. So it's, it's it's a small group for sure. You know, yeah.
3: we, right. Now, Ryan brought up the question of would he have been as good at, with with more funding. I have sort of a similar question, which is, a lot of guys when they're as hands on as Allen, sometimes have trouble with growth. Yep. because they don't know how to hand things off and they really can't expand because the guy can never let go of certain duties. Right. And when you have, let's say, good wrench money um, and the, the requirements of, of a team like that, sometimes they would struggle. Would How do you think Allen could have handled something like that if he had to grow the you team? You know, we
5: had him a short period of time after after the championship and you know, f- four months, whatever it was. 93. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so in 93. In, yeah. And we made absolutely he, he was definitely struggling with that and i can see because where now I you're a
3: cup winning team yes
5: yeah it, it, but he immediately said you know what this means you know, you, you know you're know you gonna have to i yes. gotta do things differently he's you gotta know, be a champion you now, know yes. he's gotta you know he knew he had to do things somewhere he wanted me to him and i talked about uh how i needed to do more things than he was doing you know and, and uh, just so he could be alone he or you know he could do his other th- other commitments he hired a business manager right. uh you know don hawk and and uh and put more things in our hands as as a group sure. already you know sure. uh so i feel like he would have made the made the changes he got yeah. 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 yeah he wouldn't like it oh, exactly. oh yeah, yeah. At all, as you know. a control freak yeah no he would like it but, yeah. but he would uh, he, he could i think he would have done it sure. for the success
2: huh.
3: so throughout the early years of your time there you had DX sponsorship Right. Which I don't know the dollars, but seemed like it was enough. I to don't leave. either. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> but it was obviously enough to fund the way. Probably wasn't the level of funding that no. Childers had, but it was you, you could run a season. Right. Um, Xerox pulls the plug. Right. And um, they decide they don't want to be involved in motorsport anymore. Um, and there was a period of time where there was no. Oh yeah. Funding.
5: It was, it was a struggle. Yeah. About yeah. Right.
3: you probably dealt with it more than anybody. What was that time like?
5: Well, you know, it's definitely. Uh, you know, we we didn't really do anything like to. You know, to cut our throat as far as uh, performance-wise, you sure.
3: know. Uh, so the attitude from day one was, we're going to win yeah. no matter what. We're going we'll be to before. We're we'll going to
5: continue this. We're going to move forward. Okay. Uh, going to try to get sponsors as we go and right. and things like that. You know, definitely. Uh, obviously look for full-time sponsorship. Uh, um, after uh lost rex and after New, neither- but never never really got anything. You know, Winston came along and we did the Army car yeah, in right. uh, Daytona, and which bought us some time and and. Um, but, yeah, it never was a mindset like, you know, we're only going to go to so many races right. and that's it. You know, just we're going to just keep moving forward keep moving and keep forward. running good. And well, and but and
3: even but like th- the, the culture within a shop can sometimes change when you don't. <laughs> like you're um, Bryant right now does run customer programs. Right. And, and sometimes when you don't know who's coming next, you're not sure what the future of that team oh, is. Yeah. And. and I mean, in sports it's car, at least, we've both been involved in teams where the padlock shows up the next right. day. And it's Well, like, oh, that's like well when it's gone, gone to that
1: level, where yeah. it's like in NASCAR, as far as I understand it, and same in IndyCar, it's like because of the big gaps in the off season, You start laying some people side, off, It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. it's seasonal. You know the deal. Right. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah and, and, you know, I don't think we laid anybody off. Out of, uh, I think we even bought a couple of new cars. Our general motive was to buy one to two cars sure. a season and build them during mm-hmm. the off season. offseason. Right. We still did that. Okay. Uh, we still built some of our – or rebuilt a couple of cars, you know, we probably maybe try to – we we definitely try to, you know, just keep it low-key as far as uh, not spend a lot of money and just try to keep all that down. But, right. you know, we still wanted to be prepared, you know, for, for the rest of the season. You know, we want to be prepared for the whole season. So right. So even though it was uncertain. And it was definitely uncertain. You know, yeah. But, uh, you know uh, – I don't know like we said I don't know how much the his money was then. Sure, yeah. and, and well, I swear he still had some of it when he passed away but, <laughs> 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 but uh he was uh, he was good with money uh yeah. you know we did things uh you know we st- focused on our performance but if we're, we did we got the necessities to yeah. run fast yeah. you know we didn't have the a lot of the frills and the in the and the fluff stuff that we you know other people <laughs> did then but we still had things that we needed to go fast you yeah. know uh you uh, know we had a fairly new transporter, you know, already, um, that we had when Xerox is there. So, so we didn't have to buy a new transporter, you know, so lots of things were in place, uh, you know, to just, uh, motor program was, uh, when did we move it down? do when we moved it down. It might've been a conglomeration of prototype people right. and, uh, you know, out of, out of Chicago. Yeah, Illinois, uh, yeah. And, um, so anyway, that was, everything was still moving forward. Everybody was nervous. I don't. I'm sure somebody left along, you know, during that time period, but right. I couldn't tell you who or what, when. You know, leaving just the way too long. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear you on that. <laughs> One thing I'm
1: curious about: uh, you, you said like he's been mad at you before a few times, and 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 everybody kind of has that same sort of. He was difficult to work with when he was upset. Was he a yelling <laughs> upset? Was he uh, throw a wrench? Was he? I'm just going to be super d- demeaning, or like, w- how would, would he let you know? You he would yell. Yeah.
5: First of all, you usually knew it. I mean, I did, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, usually knew it, but he would yell. Uh, you know, he. I've seen him throw things, but not at you. Right, you know? right, right, right. But right. maybe just, you know, like somebody doing something, knocked their finger and they throw the hammer down or whatever it is. You yes. know, right. something like that. But, you know, not not really, um, um, I don't know, just not just scream at you in front sure. of people, I don't think. I've never seen that. He might just, you know, just. I don't think he was really, I don't think I remember, I don't remember that part. Okay, I, I sure. don't think, I don't remember that happening. Sure, that way, sure. You know, so.
1: On the flip side of that, if you guys did well, you want a race, got a pole or something, would was he like celebratory? Was yeah. he rewarding?
5: Oh yeah, he's ex- definitely happy and yeah. excited, and, but yet, didn't want to just focus on, uh, that's all we got to worry about. You right, now, yeah. now moving now to the next th- thing. Yeah, let's, we got to. Okay, here's the next thing we got to do. Know, know. Whatever See it was, you at six six tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah especially yeah. If, <laughs> you know if you win a poll, you, you know he definitely focus on. You know we still got to get that our car good and yeah. ready. Yeah. You know? yeah. so that's the first step. So I got you. Yeah, he, he was uh, you know the biggest thing with him, like I mentioned earlier, he, he's hard to get along with. But if you, you know, if you made a mistake and it, you didn't tell him that you were expert in that, yeah. He's going to help you through that mistake.
2: Oh, that's okay, cool. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So he was so okay with honest mistakes yeah, as long as you
5: it's, it, it Even things, back to, you know, being the control guy, I was, I can't even remember what it was. I hadn't been there for a f- few weeks probably, you know, when I was cutting something. And he was still probably testing me, you, know, you right. might say. And, and uh, so I was making something. And I was in the bandsaw so cutting something. And he asked me why I was doing it that way and i told him i explained whatever my method was i was my process i was going to go through and he said hmm i wouldn't have done it like that but i don't see nothing wrong with it <laughs> <laughs> right. okay thanks right. okay i'll take it i'll <laughs> yeah, take it yeah. get. So, and yeah. that's the type of guy he was and yeah you know and he knew that i hadn't you know i was a i was a mechanic i was a racer i yeah. wasn't a cup i didn't i wasn't coming in there as a former cup tree yeah, sure you know, he i'm a guy yeah. that's raced the same i had the same background as his in certain you know racing background right yeah and i'm the guy that's going to come in and help him and learn from him and 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 he can learn from me at the same time on how to have i want to do well, how i right. think things need to be done and right. we work together on it. and i think that's what made us you know uh, I, I didn't try to feed him full of crap sure, know, sure yeah. i didn't bs him you know i said Here's what I know I could do, right. you know, and, and here's where we can go, and I'll work hard for you. And yeah. I did, you know, so. All
3: right, and before we get to the 92 season, um, we were actually, funny enough, we were just at the Alabama Motorsports Hall of Fame. Um, there are, t- we haven't had somebody other than us really talk about how to identify an Alan Kowicki car. Okay. Because there's a few cars that maybe aren't real. Right, right. Um, so how do we know that something is an Alan Kowicki car?
5: You know, there, I've tried to authenticate a couple of them. I have authenticated a couple of them yeah. and, uh, along the way, and, it, they're hard to do uh, yeah. there was no even the, uh from a chassis number standpoint you know we NASCAR wasn't making you put chassis numbers what sure. makes the chassis builders put chassis numbers so you know we had double o seven and, and this you know we that's how we started our number system with o one and 01 right. yeah. o one was sirloin the one he ran in his rookie year yeah, and, and, uh, and, uh, so so uh it you know don't really know that's the only thing we did you know whenever I try to identify one that's I look for those little Car number marks, our 007s, sure, sure. or 006, yeah. you know, things like that, and try to figure out what they were. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a file full of
2: right.
5: Allen Quickie notes that are handwritten by yeah. Allen, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, and that's what I use when I go track and try to see if this is a real car. You sure. know, and I've of, I mean, some of them, I, I don't even, you know, they send me pictures and, uh, you know, I said, yep. Oh, just stop right there. Don't even, don't even, yeah, I don't want to really race your time. Right, and, and cuz this is not I can tell by looking at this, this is not one of our cars, you know, Yeah, we we heard
1: s- we saw Chassis 007 in Wisconsin uh, <laughs> which had the Saint Devo- St. Saint Christopher devotional medal still mm-hmm. in the in the car and it had the rear deck lid which we were told if it had the Alan Kowicki rear deck lid where it was basically yeah, you know raised the in the, yeah, yeah in yeah. the, in the <laughs> aluminum then that was like a that was probably a real yeah. car. And then we went to the International Motorsports Hall of Fame yesterday randomly because we were picking up our shipments of packages for all this stuff. Right. And uh, they have a they have a car in the in the museum. It didn't have the comb box, which we were told was another thing. Yeah. It didn't have a devotional medal anywhere. Right. And it didn't have the partial shelf with any sort of Alan Kawicki right. signat- signature in it. So mm-hmm. or you know logo. So would you assume, based on those things missing, that it might not be, yeah, yeah. That's would, yeah. kind of what we were thinking, because yeah. uh, we're experts now. After, <laughs> uh, after yeah, yeah, yeah we, we know five people. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then, as you know, he was a very devout Catholic, right? You know, guy. There's a <laughs> a trophy on top of the car that was basically like a signifying that he won the championship, and it said like a a real Christian athlete. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, and we were like, huh.
5: Never, saw, never yeah. heard that either. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's uh, definitely not Christian. He's Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. wouldn't that be different? Um, so, yeah, so we were over here like private eyes, <laughs> like, well, you know what I'm we know not. now <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, it's probably not real. Um.
3: All we'll, right. We'll jump ahead one last, <laughs> unless you have anyone. <laughs> 88, you were part of the Phoenix win, correct? Right. So tell us about the, we haven't really had him tell us about the rookie win, and we talked about it a little bit with Doug Mayer, but... Um, the Polish victory lap that came with it. First time it's ever been done. It's now a normal part right. of NASCAR. But what I didn't realize was that was planned.
5: Oh, yeah. So that was something that him and Tom Roberts had planned. Okay. Uh, him and Tom Robertson talked about that. And, you know, back in that era, nobody did anything special, right? Actually, w- it drove in the, the victory.
3: It wasn't a burnout. There was no. Nothing. No one did a dab and a slide. You and do- and
5: you okay. did the, You drove the victory lane, you right. know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. They were, and uh, Tom was their spotter at the same time, you know. So they they had talked about it. We knew nothing about it as a group. You oh, know? you didn't know? No, okay. did not know at all, you know. Um, and that's not something that I don't, I feel like he didn't want to say when I win my first race. This is what I'm going to do, you know. He talked to Tom about it more it like was too
3: brash, or it would jinx
5: it. it felt it. Would jinx it. Yeah. Okay. And, and probably a little too brash too, you know. But but felt like that. You know, it was this he wanted to do something special on his first win. And that's why he did it. The only time he did it was his first win in his his championship. So, and that's, you know, he, when he did it, he, uh, uh, he talked to Tom and he said, well, do you think I'll get in trouble? Should I do it or not? (laughs) Tom said, you know, totally go ahead and go for it, you know, and, and, and cause it, you know, NASCAR is a little different, then. You know, there's certain things you d- that you didn't do. Like and go backwards on a racetrack. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they, they all they all loved it, and loved it, and embraced it. Really, you know. So. Yeah.
3: All right. So 1992 happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't remember much about the year. It seemed like it was okay.
5: <laughs> yeah, had a few yeah. ups and downs. Yeah, <laughs> had Dover in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right, right. <laughs>
3: but again, you start the season with no sponsors. Right.
5: No, right. actually, no. We started a the sponsor there. No, you. Yeah. Oh, you already had Hooters. Yeah, we. Oh, the Hooters came along in. That's right. Excuse me. Ninety-one. Yeah. After Atlanta, Right, yeah, exactly right. 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 Okay.
3: So I'm going to edit that out because I can't ever look stupid. <laughs> um,
5: you know, I guess to begin with, we'll back up just a tick. We. Um, we went there with Underbird on the car instead of Thunderbird. Yeah, you know, right. We were running yeah. Thunderbirds, and we and how that came about was we were at, at uh, North Wilse World and North Wilse Worlds, a short track. <laughs> yeah. And right. when the races over, there it was the car said Underbird. So we thought, that, oh, that's oh, kind of cool. Oh, like
3: it just got the T yeah. got knocked yeah. off. The T, H. The huh. T and yeah. H got knocked oh. off. Oh. It said <laughs>
5: Underbird. So oh yeah, oh, that, that works, works. kind of cool. Yeah. So then we decided to put Underbird on the car. Yeah. And know, this is ninety-two.
3: There is no chase. There is no. We got to no. advance to the next yeah. round. This is pure points. Point. Yep. So if you're yeah. two hundred points out, you're in bad shape.
5: Our, our our championship season is what 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 started the chase. You know because yeah. it was such a close race. Yeah, points race. Yeah. So people tune in for you know for the points race, but also tune you know yeah. I mean for the race, but also tune in for the points. And that's yeah. when NASCAR realized that.
2: Oh, this is a thing. Fans, right? They want to follow the race, yeah. follow yeah. the
5: season for points. You yeah. know, yeah. so to see who's going to win. So yeah, it was a. Uh, it's a crazy day, you know, we were, uh, <coughs> you know, race day, we, that year, toward the end of the year, we'd been having some transmission problems, mm-hmm. radial tires being introduced, had more grip in the pits, breaking transmissions from the lead pit road. Yeah. And we had all fresh stuff in, you know, ra- you know n- new transmission, new, new parts in transmission, well, we left our... Left pit road on our first stop and broke first gear <laughs> in <Right. laughs> oh, our yeah. brand new yeah. transmission. Right, you know? right. Yeah, so, uh, so at that point, uh, you know, we really just wanted to put it in fourth gear and leave it in fourth gear. Because yeah. if you start moving all that stuff around inside there, you're going. That's when teeth start moving. Around. Teeth are going to start flying around, yep. and yep. you're going to yep. probably break the rest of it. You know, so, <coughs> so that was the first pit stop, and so we like pretty much put it in yep. fourth gear and left it there the rest of the day. Yeah. So and our recent days of thunder yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly yeah that's why my boys are pushing yeah, yeah. so Same we thing. we left uh our restarts are terrible um uh i don't remember how all went down uh other than uh um i don't remember the rest of pit stops our restarts restarts are terrible pit stops sure. leaving the pit row was terrible you know so we were always fighting all day long you know yeah. to try to overcome that uh <clears throat> and our contenders were you know davy and uh uh was oh. in elliot of course yeah, and, right. and there's five guys that mathematically wanted. it right but, you know in reality there's the three of them davy bill and us and and uh so we were pitted right behind davy and, and him and uh ernie ever got together and started their their downhill during the day and next thing you know they, they have more trouble and before it's all said and done it's alan and bill you know right ra- racing uh, uh sorry no, <laughs> sorry wait now on the bill racing side by side all day long literally you know fighting for the lead every lap you know yeah so yeah it was uh uh <clears throat> come down to um, uh, had a green flag stop at the end of the race um and like we said earlier there's no cell phones there's no computers yeah. <laughs> there's no yeah, nothing yeah. so well you know we were doing our best to keep up the laps um and uh every time we you know past the start finish line we had a girl there helping us with timing and every time we passed the start finish line that we were leading you know we'd write it down you know but that's came along somewhere along the line and said uh this is getting late in the race and, and you know we're going to end up having to do a gas and go stop right and i think we had we had already we were close to leading the most laps in the race so we we uh um kind of kept track of, we were keeping that track without ourselves and then NASCAR came along and that was a typical deal not just that race so, you know if you ran one or had led the most laps and nobody could mathematically get that from you yeah. they'd let you know hey you just led the most laps of the right. day you know right. so so we knew that was coming close we stayed out <clears throat> as long as we could bill had already pitted yeah he gas and go um we were leading and we, I think it might have been where we had already you know, Bill and Allen were side by side a lot. You know, going past, you know, trying to lead every lap they yeah, could. Yeah. And it seemed like we had kind of stabilized in front, and we were we were the ones leading the race. And then Bill pitted, um, <coughs> and then uh, we come down for gas, and and, and uh, or we you know we, we waited till we got the word from NASCAR we stayed out and we, or we had led the most laps. We come down for gas and, and remember fourth gear only. And, yeah. uh So we we wanted to get us have enough gas. And then get it, uh, and get off pit road good. You know, we knew we were not going to be, we're not going to be able to win the race. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. Green flag stop. Cause green flag stop, you know, couldn't get off pit road. We knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. 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 So we had to have, you know, no problems and then, uh, have enough gas to finish the race. So anyway, come in, uh, did our gas and go, had everybody out there, pushed the car out of the pit, out of the pit box as far as we could to get it going. Uh, and then, um, got done with, uh, our gas stop and or, you know, and got everybody back on the wall and Thank did a our, our mileage check and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was very close. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and like I said earlier, you know, Alan's the same guy that, that uh, could figure gas mileage in a car. you right, know. So, right. so one of the few times that Alan didn't say much out on the radio, so we said, oh, yeah, you know, third place is, you know, pretty far back. You got second wrapped up. You need to save some gas. Dead silence not a word very uncommon for him yeah and he said five laps later what do you mean (laughs) 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 so he said well we're close we're really close on get on fuel mileage and you know we think there's enough but just save everything you can uh and, and it's gonna be close you know he said so you know we and we and that's what the day went on. you know we didn't really talk about the championship until it's time to talk about championship sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. so, and he knew that we needed to come in, <coughs> we needed to stay out as long as we could and uh lead the most laps. We told him that had happened, and uh, told him that uh, you know, if we stay out we're going to- cl- clinch the most laps, if we finish second we're going to win the championship by a small margin, so anyway, so he knew all that was going yeah. on yeah, right <laughs> so anyway, it was uh. It was a, it's a, it's a crazy, yeah uh, crazy afternoon for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Checker flag falls. You guys yep. know you got it. You can take a minute. It's okay.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. What was the, what's the difference at that time between the Bill Elliott program and your program in terms of personnel? Like oh, we kind of covered <coughs> it earlier, but now you're seeing the result. Like yeah. it's over. You did it.
5: Yeah. You know, checker flag fail. Obviously we won a race or won the championship and, you know, finished second in the race and, and, uh, as coincidence to have it, Jeff I was third, yeah. who ended up buying the team. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, completely different. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I've joked with Tim Brewer years ago, and, uh, and and a little of this was somewhat true. You know, we, we were, uh, you know, we're we're. we're working hard in our practice session and yeah. finishing it all out running to the last second you know last car on the racetrack probably you know during practice and and those guys are sitting on the back of the car watching us and laughing you know and, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, right. and it wasn't right. like that but it was you know the, they were their cars were covered up you know yeah. that was they played a lot of intimidation factor but that sure. they really didn't do it but so they had a lot more people i mean, I mean yeah. easy double or, or triple yeah. you know david and, took
1: on the life and won yeah
5: exactly yeah, yeah. right you know not to mention that Allen and Junior Johnson, or uh, our Junior Johnson and, and Tim Burr, wanted Allen to come drive for him. Sure. You know, and yeah. they courted Allen hard on that deal. You know, yeah. and then uh,
1: million dollar offer yeah, and all that. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So. When uh, he crosses the checkered flag, what do you remember what he said on the radio?
5: No, not specifically. No, yeah. very happy, of course. Yeah. You know, so. How about you? you know. Oh, I was happy. <laughs> 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 I imagine. Yeah, yeah. We had, a, you know, we were just. Yeah, we worked hard for that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah. five years nope.
3: earlier, you were out of NASCAR. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. now here you are, the cup level crew chief yep. with half the resources winning yeah. the championship. And, yeah. and
1: as <laughs> you claimed, you said you weren't a cup level experienced guy when you came in, and you yeah. and Alan stuck yeah. together. And, right. And we, like Tom Roberts was telling us that when he got the Hooters contract, that he, like Alan said, you got to get Tom Roberts. I got, I want my guy. And he was very loyal in that regard. Right. Once you were in the inner circle, you were in there. Yeah, that's, so that's exactly if, right. So, for you guys to be able to stay together, you know, through tough times where you didn't have big sponsorships, right. to take on the biggest names at the probably the pinnacle of the sport, you know, and get the championship—that's never going to happen again.
5: I, I don't feel it. I don't see how it will. No, not in not in today's times. Not at all. Right. It just—it was—it was one of those amazing deals.
1: What an amazing story about how that race itself unfolded. And again, that's pre-chase. That's pre what a lot of people refer to as gimmicks to make exciting racing. And that one day in Atlanta was probably one of the coolest stories in NASCAR history. So that's going to wrap
3: out episode two of our Alan Kulwicki four-part special. And uh, once again, we're going to remind you that uh, we did document this all. There is a little YouTube video that's up on uh, Dinner With Racers' YouTube channel, as well as dinnerwithracers.com. And once again, Alan is up to be inducted into the nascar hall of fame but he needs your help we need
1: your votes and you can go to nascarhall.com or nascar.com and they have links there that you can vote and we're also helping uh the twitter movement that tr started hashtag ak4hof so we'd love to see that in our twitter feeds send us a tweet at dwr show on twitter and uh let's hope that we can get alan where he deserves to be which is in the nascar hall of fame